Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new episode of the GLP Report podcast. We are live once again. It's the third week, and we have not moved. Uh, I'm here on the line, hopefully, with... Hi, literally. Literally, we have not moved. With Jeff from GLP Town Square. Yo. Hey. Um, Elliot from Elliot. You there? Hey. Yeah, you there. <laughs> um, David from David at Disney, or David at Home. Oh, and uh, Patrick, our game master, is here. Hi, Patrick. Hi. How's everyone? How are you, how are you guys doing? I'm good. Did you all have a very exciting week? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I have resorted to my work from home schedule. Is I pick a park every day, and I walk through the park in the hour-long background music loops. So today was uh, California Adventure, which ended with World of Color. That's very nice. It's a pretty good day. (laughs) Talking about you, you haven't sent me your music, have you? Or did I miss it? You missed it, but I'll send it again. Okay, thank you. We have time. (laughs) As usual, this is all very last minute. So um, in terms of of news... uh, Yes, Patrick? You're such a pro. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to keep this thing together. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, you know. Um, so in terms of news, uh, not a lot has happened since last week. The parks are still closed. No, a lot have happened. Has it? What has um, happened? Photopass migrated onto the new servers <laughs> and then... Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you were looking to uh, gaze at your PhotoPass photos from the past... A seamless transition. Um, good luck, because of the pandemic, for some reason, PhotoPass doesn't work anymore. I was saying to you guys just before, I was like, the virus, viruses, computers get viruses, right? That's kind of logic, sure. Maybe that's what they're trying to tell us, that the computer has a virus. <laughs> The first, the first human to computer transmission. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently tiger, went, tigers are getting it now. Like, um, when I went down, they put that little stupid, like, sorry, we're closed, shop front door on there. Just be like, sorry, we're closed. Oh, well. And then they put up a proper message once we started pointing it out. Yeah. Still doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but it's there. Well, I'm, re- I'm really hoping that uh, they haven't just, you know, lost the data just like they lost all the you know reservation analytics data Um, right and this is kind of a point as well right so okay so you were told that nothing's going to happen it's just going to transition nicely on that day uh okay fine what happens if in the last week or in the weeks to come your photo libraries were due to expire yeah well to be fair to be fair, even before all of this happened, the, the app didn't really work for me anyway. Like, it, they did this whole thing <laughs> where, it was like, oh, let's view your photos by location, said nobody ever. Or you want to, like, look back by trip. Like, oh, I went in this time and I saw this character. Not like, who did I meet in Main Street on Borden House uh, three years ago? Oh, look, yeah, 25th anniversary photos. But, like, and then, like, right. half of the... Photos were like, expire. Like, they say they're going to expire and then they just don't disappear. Like, mine have never disappeared, the photos, from years ago. Yeah. 
Well, Cohn says he's downloaded all his photos because he knew this could happen. Well, <laughs> you know you've been a Disneyland Paris fan long enough that you actually like preempt the the shit that, c- that could happen. <laughs> I actually mm. forgot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a new photo pass user, so I have like ten photos on there, and I always forget to give my card. I'm really bad at photo pass. Um, yeah, because whenever we meet, if only like, it was on the app. <laughs> That was everyone at the same time. Thanks. <laughs> Go ahead, Patrick. No, because whenever you meet a character with us, it's like, oh, who has the photo pass? And we're like, uh, somebody else picks it up. And hence why you probably only have 10 photos in your Yeah, in usually, your usually uh, it's the, the, the people who carry it on uh, Lanyard are the fastest to get it out. So then those people... On, the, get on the rare occasion, there is actually a photo pass photographer present. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. There's certain meet and greets where you pretty much are guaranteed it. Like the Phantom Manor one, Boarding House usually has yeah. one. Well, yeah. they wants to have the icon that. on the map because then they feel compelled to have it because of those people come and complain. But like them, all the fun ones never have it that we do, like the princesses around the park and like you know stuff like that. So I rarely use my photo pass because like I don't go and meet many like every day at boarding house. But you know I will do the um, opportunity meets every day. So I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun though to take your own pictures because like when you bring your own camera, sometimes it's like that. Like that's one thing that. I've done recently. I'm I'm not a very good photographer, but it's kind of fun when you're like, okay, there's no photo pass photographer here, so I have to kind of figure it out. And then, like, because personally, but this is just me, I don't really want to be in the picture with the character. Like, I'll take a picture with the character, but I want to just take a picture of them. So I think sometimes it's fun just to like take your own camera and be like, let's figure it out. Yeah, I love and how the like, camera on the Paris is conditioned us to be like. You know, we're being conditioned to be like, hey, I don't even want a photo pass photographer anyway. Screw <laughs> you, American parks. <laughs> See, in Disneyland, for a lot of the meets, they've sort of taken away the photo pass because um, they just found that people were using their phones more. So I'm not sure. It's like, a, like yeah, when cool. I was there recently, there wasn't a whole, there wasn't a whole amount of like, I've been like twice. I know I went in February, which is like not peak season. I went and like there wasn't like I wasn't crawling like at night time in front of the castle it was like you had like three different photo photo pass photographers but I never and then I never felt like it was crawling particularly with like photo exactly. pass and did you find that not all the characters like even the ones on the program didn't have photo pass as well like I met Mickey in Toontown and he didn't I like that's like somewhere where you always have a photo pass photographer in Paris so I was kind of expecting a photo pass photographer there. And we just walked in and it was like, it was really weird. It was like, he was literally two meters in front of me. It was like, I was on top of Mickey. He was like, take a picture. I was like, oh, okay. I was like struggling to get all of Mickey in the picture because it was like so close and so cramped. I was like, okay. But like, do you feel like we always want what we can't have? It's just because the other parts of plenty of photo pass photographer is what we, we want to have. I don't, it, I but don't like, think do they we really do. need I it? I think the only park that, I think the only park that actually has the right amount of coverage is Disney World. And they're sort of losing them anyway. So I'm not sure if it's a thing we'll ever have. Just well, they're putting those boxes, aren't with... they? Yeah. I'm um, happy with Disneyland. They were in oh, all the places I wanted them to Disney be. World. Sure. Disney World are like every 10 feet. Yeah, yeah, sure. But in in Disneyland, they were kind of everywhere I wanted them to be. No, in Disneyland, in terms of icon shots, they were great. But I think 
Like, I went to meet Anna and Elsa, and I would have loved a photo pass shot from Anna and Elsa, but there wasn't one. I went to the Princess Pavilion, and there was one ATC for three princesses running between the rooms, trying to take photos for guests. Like, we have to, like, we're not in the worst situation sometimes. Yeah, true. I agree. But we love to complain. Um, but it's also, I feel yeah. like also it's because unless you have an infinity pass, um, photo pass in Paris is really expensive. Like, I feel like in Disney World, yeah. what yeah. is the deal in Disney World? Is it like, in, isn't it? Usually free. Mine's right? free. It, it always UK, gets UK like included guests. in your package. You're for UK guests. It's like $200 for Americans for their whole holiday, which is yeah. it's quite a lot. Mm, yeah, I, don't I know. wonder why the UK guests always get these best deals for Disney World. It's really weird. Like we always get free dining most of the time. We always get free photo pass, memory maker. It's because we go for like two weeks at a time. Yeah. It's so not fair for Disneyland Paris because it's like cheaper to go to Disney World than Disneyland Paris sometimes if you calculate it right. Yeah, um, New Year's Eve. I actually priced it up today. What it would be? I've got an annual pass, so I'm not going to take the booking. But I looked at. I think it was Sequoia Lodge for three nights, four days, not including any offers or anything. It was like one thousand two hundred pounds or something. But with the tickets, that's and everything. That's with the tickets, yeah. But mm. so for Disney World, I'm paying like I don't know two grand, I think, for a week with all four parks, my dining, a random mm-hmm. two hundred dollar gift card, like. Mm. Yeah. Kind of that, is, that is in September though compared to New yeah, Year's Eve no. <laughs> yeah. like if you price up Disney World for New Year yeah. you can price up Disney World for Christmas week and then your eyes might blow out your face right, yeah. what, would you, what would you want to go there for Christmas week it's like hell uh, I don't um, understand anyone who goes to like those super high times I understand that maybe you don't have any other vacation but I mean come on I think it's because in, in the US they're not as they don't have annual leave at all, really. So they ha- they have to go during these public holidays, or they can't go. Well, um, well, talking about um, you know when we're going. So uh, obviously, <laughs> when we <laughs> right transition, trying try to transition over here. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Okay, I had already a glass of wine. Uh, <laughs> Um, so every week that goes by and more news that come in kind of like changes the landscape of when the Paris parks will reopen. Personally, I think at this point, uh, the opening of the Lion King and, um, uh, God, what is it? Lion King and Jungle Festival. Jungle yeah. Festival. Jungle Festival, yeah, is, is probably the earliest that we're going to get, which is June 30th. Is that it? No, it's before 20, that. I think it's 25th, I think. 25th, something like that. Um, I feel like, I mean, maybe they'll open sure a little bit before. I thought it was the middle of June. Yeah, it's like June 16th this year. It's like really early. Oh, is it? Because it's popular. Let so me they're check like, Euro star, I think. Um, yeah, uh, June 18th. Oh, yeah. Well, because June 15th was supposed to be um, a Hotel New York opening, which is probably yeah. like. Well, not happening. Viv says they're going to have to go back to work in May. No, are you sure? I don't know. But do they know when people are going back to work? Well, well it takes... What they're saying in France at the minute is that the, apparently... Because, like, all these... Because at the minute, like, the, the dreaded C word is going down a bit. 
So they were kind of like, oh, well, when are we, can we go back to normal? And they've had all these, like, specialists on TV saying, like, there's, like, the last thing that is ever going to be allowed to get back together is, like, big public meetings. And I don't think, I think as much as Disney and Paris stuck on towards the end, I definitely don't think they're going to be able to jump the gun and be like, hey, let's open, like, way more earlier than everyone else. Like, there's no way. So I, yeah. I, I, I personally think even if it's open in June, I'd be, like, shocked. Yeah, and I think I think we're all trying to second guess. I don't think, and I, this is a worldwide kind of statement because all the parks are closed and all the resorts even are closed now. I really don't think Disney management also know. Oh yeah, well, they can't. Yeah. No, no one knows. This no one knows. Thing. That's just yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and and at the end of the day, I think as as far as. The, the whole situation is I don't think it's Disney's decision to make. It's the governments of each country that will decide when it's like the right time. Yeah, so, I agree. And it's, you know, I don't think you can criticize Disney for going, wow, you're not saying when you're going to open. The short answer is they don't, they don't, they have no idea. Yeah. yeah. And so Viv clarified, of course. Yeah. Um, if, if the, if they're opening for the jungle bull, for uh, the jungle book festival, um, that means that cast members would have to go back. It takes a month, basically, to reboot the resort. Yeah, that, um, that sounds likely. Um, and so that means that people would have to go back to work sort of like end of May at the latest. Um, but they could also, uh, like uh, Luna says, they could also move the uh, start of the season. I mean, at this point, anything can happen because there's no... At this point, would be like get the season exactly i don't think anyone would say oh i'm so upset that the season started a week later or two weeks later because obviously everyone understands that you know that there are other forces at play here it's not just obviously disney being difficult so um but yeah um, so, but um, sorry a bit yeah sorry just one thing if, but if you look at china shanghai disney shot at the end of january and there's not a sniff of that reopening yet yeah it's going to be at least now it's going to be at least it's three months between. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be at least three months. Like reopens the village, like, and then nothing else. Like, yeah, but there's like, so many conditions on going into Disney Town at the moment. Have you seen them? Yeah, temperature. Yeah, like you have to wear a mask. Yeah. You have to. You have to have. So, so Shanghai have these. Um, they've got like a traffic light system. You've got a health code, and like you have an app, and I think you tell the app what you've been doing, and it rates you green, orange, red. It'll only let you in now to Disney Town if you're green, but they're tracking your location and things like that on the app. So your app could go from green to yellow like within minutes, and it's happened. Like you read all the reviews and things online, reviews, news, even, um, and that's happening. That is so scary. Isn't the hotel open as well? The yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, because the I saw. The yeah, yeah, because yeah, I saw I saw pictures of that as well. It's like the only because of the pictures with the characters. Yeah, no, you're not. the only place you can yeah. see Mickey Mouse's Shanghai Disneyland at the minute. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you know, hopefully um, things will go well. But I think I think if you're a Paris or American fan, both sort of work for this. You should be watching Shanghai and Hong Kong and seeing what they do. And then look for signs mm -hmm. of your parks doing the same thing. Yeah. But I mean, every country is different. And also, obviously, Disney is going to be extra, extra careful because they're Disney. And they obviously don't want a scandal or any 
Like yeah, my guess is they're probably going to try and figure out how to reopen Shanghai or Hong Kong, and they'll probably try and just use that model and bring it along as much as they can. Like they're going to use those to perfect the way to reopen it. Yeah. Well, and um, so I guess I, I I don't know. I feel like Electroland is also going to go south because yeah. um, almost certainly. Because it's just like yeah, no chance. It's just like a giant mob of people in front of the stage in production. Career. Same with Pride. Yeah, I think Pride is because Pride. So if Pride was going to happen, people would have to go back to work at the end of this month. Um, and uh, I don't know. That we're talking like in three weeks. So I don't think I don't know. I don't think France is there yet. But we'll see. Get ready. Get ready for a great end of year celebration, though. Everyone's going to be really happy to get ready. I can't wait for New Year's Eve this year. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing though, is that you know they're losing so much money. Is I don't think we'll get any any extra offering oh, or yeah. anything. They're going to like you know try to run probably as many things as they can with the budget and everything. But obviously, the twenty twenty budget is already like blown. So um, I think I'd still rather see end the new year at. Uh, at a Disney park than not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also because we booked. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, have, so, I have paid for this trip. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, everyone... I think everyone in the community now is has gone, like, into, you know, the new normal mode and uh, people online... What is it, like, the second stage of grief? What is it? Acceptance? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like you know moving on today. Today we finished uh, our DLP attraction league. So congratulations to Big Thunder Mountain. That was going to happen. I think it was pretty sure bet. <laughs> but uh, but Pirates came in second. So that was interesting. I voted I thought, for Pirates in the final. Ooh, I thought I thought Tower Terror would have gone to the final personally. Yeah. Instead of Pirates, because Tower has really, no. Tower has really dedicated fans. There's, there are people who really love, love that attraction. Um, and, uh, yeah. Same with I know. I was surprised that, like, because, like, on, on Twitter, if they even breed on, like, Phantom Manor, every, like, <laughs> people crawl out and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this. And like, okay, calm down. So <laughs> I really I genuinely thought, I genuinely thought Phantom Manor was going to give the like, big Thunder Mountain was run for its money. I knew it was never going to win, but I just thought, it was like, just kind of goes to show the Phantom Mana fans. And I, I like Phantom Mana, but Phantom Mana fans on Twitter are, are a bit like, they're kind of hardcore uh, into it. But the problem is that Phantom Mana was on like a different semifinal that Big Thunder Mountain. So they didn't face off at the semifinal level, I think. Phantom Mana was against uh, Tower, right? And then, I don't know, I can't remember. No. Right? No, what no was I it? think Phantom Mana was against uh, Big Thunder Mountain, I think. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, was it? like the Battle of Frontierland, and it was horrible to pick. Oh yes, yes. In, oh. the, in the semifinal, Phantom Manor was against Big Thunder Mountain, which is which is a hard one because obviously these are probably like two of the most beloved rides. But it's just like the way the league works is like you have to separate the attraction somehow, and it just you know, that's how it happened. I mean, it, it, the result was wrong anyway because the train didn't win. So the train, oh, the, train. The, the railroad, you mean? Yeah. Ep- Everyone's just forgotten what it's like to enjoy the train. Yeah. Like, they've right. forgotten the thrill and the, the train fun. in Disneyland was so refreshing. I was literally like, oh, like, it's one of the best parts of the whole trip. I was it's like, so I'm on the train. It's so I can't slow. believe it. 
Oh, feel no fun. You were there for two days. Uh, it like yeah. pulls into the station. You're like, yes, here we go. Yeah. And you, can you come out of that tunnel square and you're you next to the beignets. Like, it's perfect. Like, yeah. But in Paris, I love coming out of the tunnel after Main Street. And you get that amazing vista of Thunder Mesa, which is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, now I don't know when we're going to get our train back because what was it? June 20th, <laughs> I think. It was supposed to launch back at the same time as uh, uh, Jungle Book Dive. Yep. That's not happening. <laughs> what will happen first? Uh, big to, uh, uh, the railroad opening again or uh, the small world crack getting fixed? Take your bets. Oh, <laughs> the Walt Disney Park one. 3 will have happened by then. <laughs> that's a tough one they've been having trouble finding a company to make that stupid dome because they're going to replace the whole damn thing uh, anyway well, probably cancelled now anyway <laughs> would they not have had this problem if they just had fixed it sooner if they what wouldn't they, wouldn't they have not had this problem if they just fixed it sooner well I don't know because the problem is that it's like basically two giant pieces of plastic it's not plastic but it's like some kind of like you know synthetic resin yeah. or whatever and that's how they built it they made two halves and then they put the two halves on top of the old ones and just like sealed them together and then of course because of cold heat like I don't know time the two halves like the the shape of them uh, changed like with the sun or whatever and so they were like perfectly round anymore and so the whole thing basically cracked open like an egg and then like how do you fix an egg that has like changed shapes you know you you can't just like put some you can't just put some tape on them and i think they're just they're gonna have to like trash them i don't think it's gotten worse like i think over time it's just i think it just like cracked at once over like probably during some winter or summer and then and then it was just done I don't I know. That's how, I, that's how um, I see it. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd love it if it came back. I don't mind if they cover up the old globe, but if the covering was that same really nice motif as on the the one underneath, well, that's nice. Well, why don't they just remove well, the globe the one and, underneath. And, yeah, exactly. And just like, you know, scrape the old one because now it's probably really nasty down there because the water's been infiltrating for like years. And yeah. I, I can't I can't imagine what it looks like. So put some very high walls so we can't take photos, uh, <laughs> and um, and just like repaint it. I thought it was great, like as a concrete type of thing. And also you had a great, like you said, it had a great map, like great design on it. It was really cool. But that's the problem because in the first place they just went for the quick fix. And if they had if they had just took their time and did it properly, then we won't be. They would have just repaired the first one, and we won't have been like down this. Like their 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 quick fix didn't even work that well. well story of I think Paris is getting, fixes. but I think <laughs> I think they're getting better at the quick fixes. Like they are, when they do things at the moment, they seem to be better at doing it properly. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the floor, or at least that's the their new, ambition. They're repaving in front in a fantasy land. Like they're not just redoing so nice. the old painted painted concrete. They're doing some nice you know, pavers, like stone and everything. Like, that looks like it's going to stand the test of time and also look pretty, and that'd be great. Uh, it'd be interesting. I think Imagineering in Paris is really underrated for little bits like that. Like, there's a whole team of people who are just for DLP, and they sort of never get to shine, and now they do. Yeah, well, they're getting a brand-new building, which I guess is stopped as well. Yeah. 
They were like really close no, to. Well, yeah. yeah, but you know how it is. That with thing buildings. literally took six months from like ground to like flipping done. Right, but it's like it's like when you buy an apartment off plans. You know, the the building goes up and it looks nice on the outside quite quickly, but then to do the fittings inside, it takes like another six months or a year or something. Well, it's it's the same for an attraction. So you look at Spider Man in Paris, and that thing shot up super quick. But actually, fitting the attraction inside is going to take them a very long time. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully not more than a year and something. <laughs> I guess that that might depend on how long this is going on for now. I know. <laughs> when are we When are we opening Avengers Campus? I don't know. <laughs> I think you're definitely not making July. <laughs> I think they'll give up with the cars thing and take the construction workers from there and say, "Quick, do as much on the campus as you can." Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be like a September, probably, maybe. Uh, but I always know. I don't think. I think it was more on track for sort of May anyway. So even if it's still July or August, like. Yeah. I don't think it'll be tragic. I don't think it'll be like September. But don't Disney projects have this weird thing where they kind of like, like, because I, I was following Galaxy's Edge for like a long time and it went from this weird thing of like, oh, we're rushing to finish to completely finish two weeks before it was meant to open. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so the same happens in Paris. Um, Ratatouille, for instance, basically all the groundwork was done about three months before it looked about finished. But then they've got to do test and adjust, which takes quite a long time. Um, training cast members, then the media, the media have to come in, and they in Paris anyway, they like to do that before soft openings, and they like to give about two or three weeks between the media event. And the actual opening of the attraction for softs. Yeah, that is true. But mate, is that different now with the whole land, like, and more people from actual Disney in control? Um, I don't think so, because if you look at the way they did it for Galaxy's Edge, okay, yes, they did the media event, but they had about four weeks of cast previews, which is the soft opening, basically. I genuinely think that's just because, like, they were finished so early, so they're like, eh, we can start. Because... Um, no, because you have to do this whole test and adjust thing, and you have to start running it with people on the attraction for a little bit as well. Yeah. And at least DCA will have their test and adjust first, but... I don't know. What is it. happening with DCA? Because they're not going to make July. Yeah. yeah. Right, the park I mean, might not even be open in July, so right <laughs> with the mess that is currently in the US, like I, mean, <laughs> I really feel for everyone in the US, it's it's gonna be a long, long run for them. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Who's the who's the which one is the first park that's gonna open first? You think is it gonna be Shanghai? Yeah, or Hong Kong maybe. Or Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong has a brand new castle to like unveil soon hong kong the jammy people have still been doing their construction like throughout this whole time the castle's almost done did you see like videos from yeah. what is that account it, it looks really cool i know exactly the one you it, mean it, yeah. and the frozen land is still going it, shooting up yeah well and in japan unfortunately they've had to delay all their um their big expansion projects which was due to open in about a week's time yeah, April 15th. Yeah. Craziness, craziness. Apparently, um, there's tea, you know, from the, the tea in the chat, um, there's uh, our um, castle refurb, obviously, is on hold as well. 
<laughs> shocker at this point it's almost a joke uh yeah obviously, obviously. we're gonna keep torching that thing when it's yeah. back as well i mean well, you know honestly, like just send just send the brush and roll people like a crane with like a high pressure <laughs> you know one of those high pressure cleaners and just like call it call it a day i honestly fear for the 30th anniversary offerings now honestly yeah yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, they, well, wasn't it, was the last one for the 20th? Or the 20th? Uh, yes. Well, 25th, they did some, like, spots, spot painting. Yeah, that, right? that, that, that red crane went up. Like a, like a couple balconies and stuff. But, um, but the 20th was quite extensive, right? I think. When was the last time they actually taped the whole thing? Jeff would know ever? No. Jeff, are you drinking your beer? Sorry, I was muted. Oh. Say that again. <laughs> when was the last time they actually like properly refurb the whole thing? Um. So, okay, the last proper refurb, like they with did the most of it, you know. Yeah. So that was the end of 2011. It was summer 2011? It kind of got unveiled in September-ish. So for the twentieth, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it was aimed for the twentieth because like then once they it. finished it, they had to do all the um, all the sort of projection mapping. You know where they put all the oh, lines yeah, on. They, what they, they call the little calibration. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They put the little dots in as well, didn't they? The sparkling thing. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Which yeah. And uh, okay, well, um, hopefully for the thirtieth, then you know, if, if there's one thing that that. Paris fans are as patient because we've learned it. But that's only two years away now. Not even like yeah. Not but even I mean, that. I feel like there's different ways to do a castle refurb. You could do it like you know Magic Kingdom style, where you just work at nights and do a little bit by little bits. Honey, they you... work during the day. Like you would be walking in the morning and they'd be doing the show, and the people there painting behind the show. Oh really? <laughs> None of that was done at night. It was all during the day. Well, there's, I mean, there's that way by doing like, you know, with cranes and stuff. And there's also like just, you know, putting a giant um, top over the whole thing, style. Which, which I guess goes faster, maybe. Um, but also is very intrusive. But hey, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, the castle is still beautiful no matter what, even if, you know, it looks a bit. From rusty, far away, a bit rusty. Exactly, it looks a bit rusty if you get closer. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Um, sort semi off topic, but not quite. Um, what do you think to the new castle colorings? Well, they seem to be going for those blue um, turrets. They are going very blue. Oh, do you think that we're going to get bluer? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> I don't want the sparkles though. Now. Nah. The sparkles in the turrets. Nah. Why? No, like, like you know, the yellow sparkles <laughs> the yellow that are on Disneyland Castle. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, not like the cute lights. I mean, like, I don't want like the daytime. Yeah. Because yeah. some of the some of the things that I think they, they've been working on for years is to actually put LEDs inside the turrets. And so one of the plans for the castle was to actually remove all the turrets, the old ones from 92 or 80, whatever, and replace them with new ones that are made off-site and that have tiny little LEDs inside. And so 
that way for Christmas and for the shows and for everything, they will just be already sort of embedded into the tiles, the roof tiles, which could be cool. But actually, kind of missed the light cages this year. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They they look good at night, but during the day, it's I, just kind of like, ugh, I don't know. I didn't miss them from September, but I missed them during Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Christmas just like, feel like there was just something lacking. But like, what happened to? Remember, we used to have the dream lights type things, where you know the little strings falling off that look like icicles. Like, what happened to those? Did they just? I know, I liked those. Church and also, memory. when they did the tree lighting ceremony, they created all this projection mapping for the castle that was on there for 30 seconds. Why couldn't it stay on there until illuminations? I honestly After they done the tree happen. lighting. Yeah. I, I was convinced <laughs> that this was what was going to happen, but okay, it didn't. I don't know. It just, for me, that no. whole thing, it just felt like a bit of a misfire because you've got to have lights on the castle at Christmas. But you just have mm. to. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, and also uh, remember the um, the. Go- I mean, obviously now that everything is closed, like I will take the disco garlands any any time every day. But remember, oh my god! Remember those disco garlands. I mean, some <laughs> some of the modes, like whatever lighting oh. patterns they put in there, was like next level. <laughs> like what the hell? But like, one wasn't. Even- Property and they just they kind of just went where they're like, well, we can't really do anything about it now. We're just putting up anyway. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was like out of sync the whole season. <laughs> yeah, and of course they're so complicated, and of course, like you know, always there was always like a quarter of one that was always broken, um, and that was just doing its own thing in a different color out of the whole main. Street. I got told that the idea behind the gardens was that it was Fauna, Flora, and Merryweather like changing the colors and having a fight. But I'm not sure, like, how accurate that is. Yeah, somebody yeah. brought a story for that. Yeah. <laughs> Storytelling always, for, like... The, the, colors were uh, pink, the colors were pink, blue, red, and green. Yeah, but, I mean, anyway. the only thing is, like, I feel like, you know, if you're going to pick colors, uh, pick Christmas colors, <laughs> like, some of them, when it was all, like, you know... Flashing rainbows and stuff. I mean, I I like flashing rainbows, but just not not really on Main Street for Christmas. I don't know. It just fell a bit. And they they just, just looked too modern. The lights. Yeah, and you walked you walked onto Main Street, and it was just like a explosion of color just in your face. You're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Here? I felt like you were in a nightclub. Like I felt like Gio Wiley. You know? But I feel those, like you know, uh, those 1920s Americans, they knew how to party. <laughs> <laughs> but like some some nice you know some nice like white and red you know uh, twists kind of thing like a candy cane would be nice or maybe obviously yeah. some like all red. Or why, all did, why why are we not like the senior management of Disneyland Paris? You know, you know someone texted me that after our last show about Richie talking about merchandising was like, see Richie should be in charge of merchandising. I'm like, I'm not sure it's a good idea, but um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. You know, obviously, uh, they're going to come back out for Christmas season because they paid enough money for those things that they're going to come back for quite a few seasons, I guess. Um, well, it's just the problem for Christmas season. Well, well, like for the 25th anniversary, everyone was like, oh, blue and silver, blue and silver. And then they were like, here's all the colors. And they're like, um, no, that's not what we meant. Like, yeah. that's not what we meant. That is not what we meant. When we said no more blue, we didn't mean bring all the other colors. We meant just pick a different color. 
Here's the whole I like Christmas. Uh, 25th anniversary Christmas. I liked the silver and blue. Yeah. Here's all the colours. Make your choice. Which one do you like? Yeah. Ash says this, if fans were in charge of DLP, it'd be bankrupt within a week. We've always said that. You know, we never said that we'd be running this resort like financially uh, sound. <laughs> we just want, <laughs> we we would just want pretty things. Not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. A weekend we be, would be declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> we should be in charge of Tokyo Disney because they have money over there. They, they're able to do everything we want. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But in Paris, yeah, we'd probably blow the entire year's budget on, you know, tennis. <laughs> so we'd buy like a band or like two bands, and be like, well, that's it, we're done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, should we take a break? And uh, when we come back, it's going to be time for uh, the DLP quiz. Patrick, I'm sorry, I lost your, I lost your music. You know, the the background music we had. I don't know if I have time to get it back. No, it's fine. Don't Do you still have it? Did you send it to me? No, it was a YouTube video. It was a YouTube video, yeah. All right, fine. So um, I'll see what I can do, but no, no guarantees. I have two minutes to find it. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll pick the first song because, you know, um, Jeff has to send me his song again. But you, Jeff, you can have your song I there. I did. On. Yeah, but you can. You, you'll have, oh, is it on the chat? Oh, yeah, it is. Um, well, we'll have it after your segment because Jeff is going to be talking about books later. Um, but well, first, it's not just going to be me. <laughs> well, you know. Yes, no. <laughs> uh, Everyone's off to nap while I talk about books. No, don't worry. <laughs> because in your book section, we'll also put the segment about complaining about Disney elimination. So uh, that will... <laughs> <laughs> so... That, section might... that section might come a lot quicker than we all think. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone <laughs> start thinking about... Quiz, isn't it? <laughs> start thinking about what you hate about Disney elimination. It's going to be a segment later in the show. We can all share. It's one of the questions on the quiz. Uh, how much time did we spend complaining about illumination as last week? <laughs> you know what, Jeff? You're not really that far off. <laughs> but, you know, it's all, it's all part of our effort to bring some normalcy in people's lives. You know, it wouldn't be a normal show if we weren't complaining about disillumination. We're just bringing back the good old times. Uh, anyways. And join us next week for food cues. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. We should have, like, the rant of the week. Um, so the first song that I picked is from... And I know not everyone loved it, which is which is a surprise to me. But um, it's from uh, Disneyland Forever, and it's the main song that's called "Live the Magic." And oh, you, like the reason why I love that song is because I feel like um, Disneyland California um, always manages to make those really big emotional songs you know like even like in magic happens you have parts in that song that you're like oh my god and like paris songs are good but i feel like they always go like a little bit too pop or a little bit too simple i don't know but like i feel like in the us the songs always have big drums big violins like chorus and it's like you know this whole do you want a fun fact about this song as well sure it's sung by the two lead cast members from Mickey and the Magical Maps. They actually like looked inside their resort for the talent for the song. Oh, well, that's very nice. It's a fun fact. Yeah. All right. So, um, and I also get the intro about Waltz because, you know, it's nice. Oh. All right. So here's... I'm so happy I got to see this show. <laughs> here's... Um... Uh, Ash, stop talking. Uh... <laughs> here's... <laughs> Here's uh, Live the Magic from Disneyland Forever. We'll be back in 2 minutes and 40 seconds with Patrick's Disneyland Paris quiz. 
As Walt Disney said, Disneyland will never be complete. And as the future will show us, with enough imagination, it will continue to build and grow on one enduring promise that all who journey into its magical gates will feel forever young. And the magic, as Walt assured us, will never end. What an ending. Um, oh. Welcome back to the show. What are you guys doing? You didn't tell us to be silent. I know. Well, you know, yeah. I, can't, I can't always we were be. just chatting away. I was trying I was to. We were talking about confidential information. <laughs> I was trying to get. as well. I was trying to get your song, Jeff, but it says I need permission to access your Google Drive or something. Oh, okay. Can I give you permission? Is that something I, I can do? I because I, I am not going to get my laptop. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's the Me Too movement. You have to ask for permission now to ask access to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't get you music, Jeff. Send me back, send me an did email you, or something. I clicked the link. Did you in ask the chat. for permission? No, but I will now. Okay, do Should that. I? Okay, wait, hold on. I have to find it again. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, why don't we do? Why don't we start with the quiz? Um, <laughs> So I went and got a song from the Tron soundtrack, thinking that maybe that's the one that we used last time, but I don't think so. Um, but I will, well, still, I will still play what it. What have we been doing all week? Because like, I got the quiz ready, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Let's just like, I you have know, this, figure I have it out. this song. <laughs> no.
I can't hear it. Well, it's just like very dim. Anyways, let's start with the quiz. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> do we, right, have, do okay. we have to calculate menus this week? Because last week that was very hard. No, I, I went a lot easier this week. I feel like we're going to fly through these all because you're just going to all get them all. But yeah. Um, okay, so reminder of the rules. Um, if you want to answer, say your name. Um, and if you answer and you get it wrong, then you can't just answer again. So you're out for that round. How do we okay, answer our names? Rich. I always forget. Yeah, say your name, babe, because I listened back to this section last week. And you were just like saying Say your answers. name, say your name. <laughs> when no one's around you. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, yeah, just say your name, please, so then I know who's talking. Because like sometimes internet connection is a bit like everyone's talking at the same time, and I don't know who. So it's easier just to hear the name. Okay, right. Question number one. Um, tell me when you're fed up, because I have like fourteen questions. But tell me when you're fed up. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, you have thirty minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which Disney Which Disney Parks show has the tagline "A Nighttime Spectacular of Magic and Light"? I can't even Google David. because you're going to hear me type on my keyboard. Yeah, well, I'll that's not the game. I'll tell you. David. Uh. David, go on. World of Color. No, good guess, though. Elliot? I'm going to guess Spectro Magic. No. Uh. Are Be Jeff both silently Googling? Ben, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. Googling. I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal uh, Cohen's answer and say Fancy Illusion. No, it's not Fancy Illusion. Damn it, Damn it oh, Cohen. I guess I. I default. We trust you, Coon. Is that Coon um, or Cohen? I don't know. How do you say your name? Coon. Isn't it Cohen? Coon. I don't know. Coon. Well, he's gonna. Can you? Can you like uh, sort of um? You know, phonetically. Is it wishes? It's Coon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay Elliot. <laughs> How do we say Caribbean? <laughs> Jeff, do you have an idea, or will I just tell you? I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm going to say wishes because I have absolutely zero idea. No, it's not. Well, I feel like Ben should have got this because he knows me. Uh, the answer was ignite the dream. A nighttime spectacular of magic and light because they don't really do fireworks because of air pollution. Okay, next. Um, <laughs> they don't do fireworks? Uh, oh, uh, sometimes, yeah, but like on like really heavy pollution days, they don't do that many fireworks. And in Shanghai, pretty much every day is a very heavy pollution day. Because uh, like, uh, like, it's like they just, it's just fog completely over the, the, the castle and you can't see anything. Gee. Anyway, next question, which is a follow-on question. The question number one went terribly well. Um, how is Ignite the Dream known in Disneyland Paris? Jeff. Jeff. Disney Illuminations. Oh my god, we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> Let, let's talk about it some more. That was such um, an easy one. <laughs> what a shit show. What, no. well, okay, well, what was the... What was the premiere day of Ignite the Dream in Shanghai Disneyland? Jeff. Jeff. I think it was the 16th of June, 2016. Oh my god, Jeff. Go. You rock. Yeah. Well done. 
And is, it, is it the park's opening date? Yeah. So like, but in was... a press preview on the 15th. Well, I'm talking about the official premiere. Okay, uh, next. Number four. What date did the show Disney Illuminations premiere in Disneyland Paris? Jeff. Jeff. Okay, so are we talking press preview or real preview? Because I know both. No, I'm talking about official preview because press previews don't count. Well, Well, so all guests could go to the press preview, though. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking about the official pre. I'm talking about the official, like. Okay, so it's the 26th of March, 2017. No. (laughs) Elia. Yes. Elia. March 29th, 2018. No, it was the 26th of March. No, the official premiere date was the, like, obviously the date that they did the press then. You told me it wasn't. You said I couldn't no, have well, it. So, Ben, it was, it, it was March 25th. <laughs> it was March 25th, Ben, is the correct answer. Because I didn't understand uh, what Jeff Sorry about that. Um, because, okay. because actually oh, the man. press day, the press day was the first day that it was advertised, I think, as being played. No. Yeah, no, because, because Disney Sunday. Dreams, because Disney Dreams ended on the Friday. No, yeah, yeah, yeah advertised not so having a nighttime show that day. There was no nighttime show that day. The season oh. was advertised from the Sunday. Disney Dreams finished on the Friday, just like uh, Disney Magic on Parade. And the 25th was seen as a soft day. And the 29th was the official start. 26th, well, sorry, was the official start. In, in, you can have a point as well then, Jeff. Because I, I, I can't find press preview days. I just find official preview day, uh, official days. So, okay. Next. It's, uh, hard, it's hard for a nice some spe- uh, spectacular because it's not like, you know, it's in a theater. Where you can yeah. stop people yeah. from watching. Yeah. So, but they did for. Well, they did the, the cast preview the night before. They did dreams, and then all the cast members could stay and watch Illuminations. When? The day before. So the last night of dreams, they played dreams. All the guests emptied out, but the cast members could stay and then be the the first people to see Illuminations. Really. Go yeah. them! Woo! Happy right. days. Oh, I mean, sucks for them, <laughs> but you know. Um. All right. Oh, next question. Uh, what? Uh, which Oscar, Grammy, and Golden Globe Award winner famously gave a concert on Central Plaza before Disney Illuminations premiere? Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. Woo. I watched it from the live stream. It was a live stream. Um, next. And then Catherine made a speech. Oh, yeah. No, Peter, pa- Peter Pan came out. <laughs> Time to And, they, and they, played, they played like the Dreams music, didn't they? And yeah. everyone was like, oh, this is depressing. Remember, <laughs> remember when um, they built this giant like photocall like bleachers? In a, in front of oh my god in front of the hub <laughs> and so like basically when you walked up Main Street you could barely see the castle you could see like the top half of the castle and it was this giant <laughs> blue thing I think they put did they put a screen on it I don't know yeah um, they did. yeah they yeah. did so it was like, just like put... in the middle of the street it was just like 
what are you doing? Like, sometimes they don't... And by the gazebo, they built that giant blue tower for celebrities to go and get a photo down Main Street. Yeah. Like, I think I think that was fine. It was just the weird, like, putting the massive screen in front of the castle. Why would you do that? Yeah, and so no one could see Catherine unless you were, like, on the side. But the sides were for press. Like, we were on the left side. <laughs> and then on the right side were all the celebrities. And then basically the guests were, like, you know down by like constellation and uh ford comstock <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. well you could like watch it on the screen even though if there was no screen you could watch it for reels yeah <laughs> weird decisions okay. <laughs> uh. okay next question and i feel like I'm, i just need to be clear because like i don't know okay right question uh, I'm including uh, the first like opening song as scene one, just so we all know how we're counting. Okay, um, is the whole Illuminations quiz? Uh, well, yeah, because that's what I thought we could do. Because just, <laughs> just to see how we could love Illumination. Um, oh, I've literally watched the show once in my life. David <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, advantage already. You know something, <laughs> something that Axel always said is that if you need to go. Disney Illumination is the best time of day because no one is in the toilets. <laughs> no. well, I quite like doing like a nice big thunder ride because that's quite nice at that yeah. time of night. Yeah. I quite okay. like eating a Pazzy pizza in Badger Up. Um... Oh, with your robot pizza. Yeah. If you haven't well, tried the robot was... pizza in Badger Up, you should go just for the robot pizza. Mm-hmm. Anyways. This is quite hard then because it's all just Illuminations. Okay. Uh, what is the French title for the third song in the Disney Illuminations lineup? Uh, uh, who said? Sorry, my internet caught and I didn't hear who said the name first. Ben, I think said it. No, I just okay. Party uh... <laughs> blabber. Oh, who well, said the correct answer? Me, Elliot. But Ben answered. Was I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't answer. I don't even know what okay. the third song is. I mean, are you the little uh, part of your world? Yeah, but you. Yeah. Can't, but you don't count. You don't count the opening song then. No, I am counting the opening song. That's what I said. But that's no. It's something else. No, is it's not. not. So How do you feel the so... tonight? No. no. It's opening the Lion King, then the Little Mermaid. Oh, segment. that's not song. I'm so confused. I was right. okay. Elliot was correct. Okay, next. Who, who wrote the lyrics? <laughs> I know, it's, it's getting awful complicated. Um, who wrote the lyrics for the song Part of Your World? In French or English? Um, uh, oh, Elliot. In English. Yeah. Alan Menken. No, he wrote the, he wrote the melody, but not the lyrics. Oh, oh Jeff. Oh, wow. Jeff. Howard Ashman. It is correct. That's Howard Ashman. Correct. Jesus, Jeff, okay. Jeff, you're like a, a Disney there. wiki. Uh, next. I just downloaded having, it. <laughs> having, having previously sponsored the iconic attraction, It's a Small World, which company's lights are used for the castles, fountains, oh, and Disney on Elliot. Ben. Oh, damn it. Elliot. Osram. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know how they stopped sponsoring it and they left it up for a long time and then they just kind of found it? Like, <laughs> it now just says um, it's a presented by presented by Le Monde. Uh, and no, like, no, it says it's a small world present, presented by Que Le Monde est Petit. 
It's like yeah. it's so, a smaller presented by uh, it's a small world. <laughs> sure. I wonder why uh, they stopped the sponsoring because I thought it was quite. It made sense. Solid. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Who who goes on a, a theme park attraction and says I need industrial lights from this company though? <laughs> I mean, I to be honest, lighting. I will now go out and buy some Osram lights. To be, to be honest, it, it worked on light. me when I was younger, and the resort opened, and like you know, like BNP was the official bank, and Fast Telecom was the official whatever, and they had all those companies, and um, I was actually kind of like. Look, I was, I don't know, I, I was looking at those companies in a nice light just because they were sponsoring your Disney. Sponsoring, me credit sponsoring works, you know? I mean, Credit Mutual is kind of really... like, you know. But do you but remember DRP around... still use BMP themselves? Like, it shows they don't even trust them. But do you remember, like, when the old It's a Small World post show, when you had all the little telephones and you picked them oh, up, yeah. and it was like someone. That was fun. Yeah. I miss that. Now it's the Princess Pavilion. <laughs> I wish it was the telephone. Just. Just. <laughs> I enjoyed the that... telephones way too much. Well, you know. You know my thoughts on Princess Pavilion. I think this space should just be the entrance, and then you need a giant hallway that takes you to a show building in the back. But hey, anyways. Yes. Quick fixes, eh? Okay, next. <laughs> yeah. How many, many video projectors are used to run the nighttime spectacular Disney Illuminations? Oh, boy. Elliot. Go, Elliot. Twelve? No. Oh. Jeff? Yep. Two? No. I don't know, I was guessing. I like it's fourteen. Ben. Eight? Eight? No, no, eight. No, no, not eight, no. David? So I won't give you the what, pleasure. Is it more? Is it more or less? What was it's the question? More. It's more than everything. <laughs> it's more than question. Oh. How many video projectors Six. are used oh. to run in the nighttime spectacular Disney Illuminations? Four. Ben. No, it's more than it's more than eight. it's more than twelve. <laughs> well, we've all lost. So. Yeah, I think it's fourteen. Ben, it's sixteen. It's sixteen. Yeah. Yay! Oh. No, but you don't you get, get the point. point. You Why? don't get the point. You only get one answer. <laughs> Those rules, those rules are very tough. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. Often, often cited as a scene in the Disney Illuminations lineup, what date was the live-action Beauty and the Beast movie released in UK cinemas? Jeff. Jeff. I think it was the 17th of yeah. March 2017. That's very much correct. Well done. Oh my god. Yeah. Jeff, I was about to say that at the Odeon in Leicester Square with an orchestra that night. It was great. <laughs> wow. Okay. How many technicians work in the tech hub for a typical session of Disney Illuminations? Ben. Four. Yep. Nope. Damn it. Well, come on, guys. Try different numbers. <laughs> Jeff? Yep. Three. Nope. David. Yep. Two. No. It's definitely oh. more than four then. Hell yeah. Go the other way. Oh. <laughs> Not <Six>. once. No. <laughs> Elliot, you just had to go one up. It was five. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> there's, there's a sound technician. There's a special effects technician. There's a laser technician. There's a light and video technician. And then there's like a stage manager person. 
Oh. And isn't that the other ambassador, one of these people now? Um, I don't think so. Um, well, I watched this video from like my sparkling twenty five. This is where all the answers are coming from, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I actually like that series. Oh, you know, maybe we, maybe there'd be something to reboot during quarantine, like my sparkling twenty five. Are they still uh, online? All of them. Yeah, they are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you remember how it was interesting until the parks actually opened the 25th? It was like, eh, okay, thanks. Yeah, then, then they did one Halloween episode. Which then it became about, like, you know, the pins and the ears and the, I don't know. It became kind of silly. Does, does everyone remember the Tinkerbell that they had in all the episodes then when it launched? They were like, oh, oh this yes. is... It doesn't conform to, like, security or something, and they had to get rid of them. And then really the Tinkerbell... It, yeah. The, like, the last two months of like the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. when like, time. The, all the Tinkerbells on the lamppost were like upside down and uh, facing the wrong way? And like she had like her feet up. Good she was... times. <laughs> I mean, like some of them were like in really funny situation, literally upside down. Um, yeah. I love how Disney on Paris's like solution to meeting one of the most requested like characters ever was that a stick on the lamppost it would be fine, and to make sure everyone sees them, <laughs> let's stick them on every lamppost, and then that's fine. We don't have to do it now. And shoot her uh, out of a giant pole on at the press event. <laughs> oh, here she is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and she was on top of that like random tower, and then it was like, okay, great. <laughs> I said, but she was there for like a good five minutes after the ceremony ended, just like. <laughs> Just waiting to be removed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Counting the intro and the ending as two. So the intro is one and the ending is one. So that's two. Counting the intro and the ending as two. How many full-blown scenes does Disney Illuminations have? And I'm not including transitions. How many full-blown scenes does Disney Illuminations have? Elliot. Elliot, go for it. Seven. Nope. Jeff. Eight. Include, including the, the, the first and the last. Eight? Nope. Ben, nine. What am I missing? <laughs> it's nine, yeah, correct, Ben. Yay! I'm trying to think what I was missing now. And Ben, I'll give you an extra two points if you can name the whole nine of them in one go. In order. No. <laughs> can I, can I have that, a go? Yeah, go for so, it. Uh, the opening scene, The Lion yep. King, yep. into Little Mermaid, yep. into Finding Nemo, yep. into I was Star Wars, into nope. Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. No? Is it Pirates then Star Wars? It's Pirates and then not Star Wars, no. Pirates the and then Beauty and the Beast, then Star Wars, yeah. and then Frozen, and then and the then, thing. Now, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, Counting the intro and the ending as two, so the same, so the opening is one and the ending is one, so that's two. How many full-blown scenes does Ignite the Dream have? Oh, God, nice. <laughs> um... <laughs> Elliot. Yeah. Ten. Correct. Yes, and I could name them as well. Go for it. Opening into Lion King, 
into Little Mermaid. I don't know the exact order of the middle. Um, then they have the genie scene, Friend Like Me. They have Mulan. They have um, going into Star Wars Pirates and Frozen and the ending. Congratulations. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't you sing it in, like, Mandarin? Uh, no, sadly not. I, I, Auto I, win if you do. I know because I almost <laughs> remember you saying, like on Twitter, that you could say you could sing "Ignite the Dream" in Mandarin. I was like, "That's impressive." Did I? I think so. <laughs> Were you lying? Um, no, I, okay. I play the song. I've got the song on my phone. Um, and the last one. Oh, I, I have another one, and then the last two. What's the name hey, of the get song? Get that Ted picture back out. <laughs> <laughs> what fire the head picture? The one where it's got a lampshade on his head. Sorry, uh, Halloween. Oh, sorry, we've got the breaking news. I was tweeting breaking news. <laughs> I'm back. Thanks for playing the game, man. I really appreciate. I'm sorry. It. I'm uh, sorry. What's the breaking what's news? The breaking news. You should tell. There's going to be three Halloween parties this well, year. Well, apparently there's going to be three Halloween parties this year on the 17th, the 24th, and the 31st of October. Uh, I'm going to take the 31st. So I might go 17th and 31st. You can Why? Do- I always like being at the first one. Why? No, no. So I was there. <laughs> All right. Why? I have friends <laughs> in these shows. Yeah. Um, Isn't it bold of them to that they'll be open? Um, that they'll be open in October. That's yeah. a bold move, dude. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that I mean, you know, well, you get a plan for the future. Those things are planned months in advance. I guess now is the time that they're recruiting performers and stuff for. Um... I guess last year it must have been a success then, even though that first party was quite quiet. Yeah, I but enjoyed I th- last year's party though. Oh, the projection good. on Skull Rock and uh, and all that. that was oh like, yeah, well, we had a good I enjoyed time, the dance party. I was, party I was down upset that they toned down the Adventure Isle zombies. Like the first year, it was horror, but I didn't quite enjoy yeah. that. That was pretty grim last year. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was a weird idea, anyway, because I remember I went on when they were there for the first year. And I remember walking around Skull Rock, and it was kind of like it was kind of weird because you were kind of waiting for them to scare you because they were kind of just walking around anyway. I don't know. I, 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 it was so weird. I thought it was a good party though last year. I, was, I enjoyed it. The year before, they were like hiding in the caves, like jumping out on you. Like it was actually horrific. Yeah. But yeah, next question. Should we do one last question and then we'll go to another break? Okay. Uh, last question. Um... Uh, do you want to do like uh, like an easy one or a hard one? Hard one. Okay, this one you can all <laughs> give an answer for, and the closest person wins. Um, Wait, we don't have I, to say our name. No, you can just tell me an answer, and I, I'll, whoever's the closest wins. That question is made ta- for me. Sorry. Without taking into account introduction speeches or the song, the finale song, if you can dream. How many times could Disney Illuminations be played to completion in 24 hours? Oh my so gosh. basically, how many shows, how many times could you play the show in a row if you mm. didn't do any announcements before and if you didn't listen to the song after? 
Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna say... I'm gonna guess at 1,440. <laughs> yeah, in a day! <laughs> oh, in a day? Sorry, I messed that up. Wait. I'm gonna say... Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna say 90. Okay. Uh, Very much more reasonable guess from Ben. No way, I did the wrong math. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going so... to say 52. Okay. Four times in one hour, times that by... 96. 96. So, Ben, you said 90. Yeah. Ellie, you said 1,000 something and then 96. No, 96. <laughs> and, and then, Jeff, uh, Jeff, what did you say? I think I said 52. 52. Oh, God, I have to do maths now to figure out the answer because I can't do that in my head. Um, oh, no, it's... Um, 52 and 90. I think it's about 22 minutes, I think. Something like that. Uh, okay. So the co the correct answer is uh, 75. So the co winner is Ben, because he's the closest. All right. Yay. So the show lasts 19 and nineteen minutes and three seconds. So that um, means you can listen to 3.15 times an hour. And then that means you can listen to it uh, 75.69 times in a day. Wow, it's you actually not a bad soundtrack to listen to. Yeah, I like yeah. the, the, the sound at the end, and I like it. Like it kind of gets you hyped. It's like cool. Yeah, it's just everything where, in between that. Where that's also a lot of who sings the day. opening song. Viv says it's twenty-four minutes, but I think it's twenty-four minutes with the closing song, which lasts for with the song at the end. I'm Pardon? not including the song at the end. If you can dream, it's a good song actually. It's from that random okay, Disney Princess album they randomly released. That the colors of the wind will lead my heart right back to you. I go to Disneyland Paris too often. <laughs> so what are the, the what are the what, what's the the results? So uh, Jeff got five points. Ben, Yay. you got three points. And Elliot, you also got five points, so it was a tie. Yay! Oh. I want yeah. to win, so Kimberly Luck sung the opening and closing number. There's an extra point for me. That's totally not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said that's how I say In it. that case, here's a random illuminations fact for you. Steve Davison worked on it, and it was also Katie Harris's last pro uh, project at Disneyland Paris. I that's knew five that. points. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm joking. The show so is produced by Walt Disney Imagineering true. Creative Entertainment. Yeah. All right. Well, this is, this is my attempt to try and get everyone to kind of get a bit more love for the Illuminations, and I feel like it's just got <laughs> everyone really angry and like... <laughs> well, don't worry. In the, in the next segment, we'll talk about Illuminations again. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yes. All right, well, thank you. Next week, Stars on Parade. Okay, yeah, let's do a Stars on Parade quiz next week. Or anything else that you like, Patrick. You can mix it up. Okay, you know, sure. let's do it. Next, uh, next week's show, um, if we were doing it on a Sunday, which we're not, um, it would be the 28th anniversary of Disneyland Paris. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe we should do it on Sunday. And also the first oh. time that the park has not been open on its anniversary day. Mm. Yeah, right. I think it'd be the first time that oh, I think I'm right in saying this because Tokyo comes after Paris 
Yeah, it would be the first time that a Disney park has not been open on its anniversary day. And of course, DLP is the first one. I mean, I guess, um, I guess uh, Disneyland is not that far behind in July, right? Is it July? Um, yeah. So it goes, it goes Paris, followed by uh, Hot Tokyo, then Disneyland, uh, then Hong Kong, then Walt Disney World. Yeah. What about Shanghai? Uh, oh yeah, Shanghai, of course. June. It doesn't count because uh, Shanghai still doesn't have its star on the Esplanade, so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still working on that. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Patrick. In. For uh, we know, I don't know where that project's going to go now. Um, thank you, Patrick, for another great quiz. And as a thank you, you can of course uh, pick the next song. What's going to be? Not illuminations. Uh- is it? Is it? No, I feel like I should be, but isn't it? Uh, did I choose Storybook Express? Mickey yes. Storybook Express. <laughs> yes. I love this. Is it the English it's or the... the Mandarin version? It is the English version. Uh, this yay. is the best I've seen with my own two eyes. I love Do it. Do you notice that's the the lyrics for the song is actually like "Welcome Home," like as in like "Welcome Home, China." Like we have. No, I thought that was really cute. Anyway, um, yeah. they're trying to build traditions and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. So, Storybook Express is the um, Shang- uh, Shanghai Disney. Wait for this day to come. Come along. We can talk about we can talk about that parade. Actually, we come back because I have opinions about it. Oh, no, I haven't seen it in person, but Patrick has seen it in person. So we'll discuss that okay, when we come back. So have it and have opinions. Yeah. But <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Me. <laughs> All right. Here's Mickey's Storybook Express parade.
Hong Kong and Shanghai in one go. Sorry about that. Uh, for some reason, that song ended very <laughs> abruptly. <laughs> oh God! We're yeah, just... we're back. Welcome back. Sorry, I don't know. Like, I... We were just saying that Zootopia Land is opening next year, and we want to go to Zootopia Land. Uh, yeah, but D23, I don't know. Yeah. I, they still, Why can't we do both? Maybe we can't do anything at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Uh, so, um, Starbook Express. Uh, so, I've only seen some photos, but I don't want to get spoiled because I'm supposed to go see it later this year. Let's see if that happens. Um, I feel like... I'm not missing much. I feel like they just went for this idea that it was going to be a train. And then, Patrick, you can tell me what you think because you've actually seen it without spoiling me too much. But it sounds like they wanted to do, like, train cars, train wagons. And so I feel like all the floats are very, like, are just kind of, like, big rectangles. They're, like, big platforms with things built on top. But I feel like it's just, um, uh, like, yeah, kind of, like, I... square. Yeah. No, but I, I, the whole, I think the whole thing is, like... Without giving too much away, Mickey's like bringing all these stories through the park, and the whole way he's bringing them is on this his train, and then it's kind of like basically on the train you get to see the different stories that that like that are, are Disney. So I I personally I like I think it works because like every float has like a bit of the train theme running through it, so it tells the story that it's simple. But the, the story is very coherent and all the floats kind of have similar touches to them, which maybe it looks boring and blah, blah, blah. But when you're kind of like, just, I don't know, just like especially Casey Jr. just like rocking down the parade route is like, you mean oh, okay. Coming down the track? Coming down the track <laughs> with the smoke yeah. no, track. It has a great um, soundtrack, but I just think they kind of run out of money for the floats. But why though? Because I don't feel like any one flow is particularly unimpressive. I think there's just a, a bit concept basic. for it. I think there's just a concept for the parade. It's an idea, well, and like you can like it you, or not, but I feel like that's the idea. Like stars on parade. What's the idea? It's just a mix of you know new and recycled. The idea well, of like stars on parade that's is that Chip and Dad looking through their telescope for all the Disney stories behind them. Mm. Well, no, but like I think, mm. would you have like just really cool floats and no story, or have like less impressive floats but like a, co- a coherent story? Like it's kind of like I'm a big fan of you know story, I mean? so I'll take the story to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. I think like all the times that Disneyland Paris misses the mark is because their show or parade or anything doesn't have a story. Jungle Book Dive works wonderfully because it has a simple but cute story, and then you see the Halloween show didn't do so well because it's just sort of like a parade of characters coming out and doing whatever and then then leaving and you just finish watching and you're like, what did I just say? So it kind of did have a story, the Halloween show, but the story was just dumb. (laughs) 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 Halloween shows from the previous years weren't very, like the story wasn't like massively like better. Do you know what I mean? Like the the yeah, villain. I've never done a good Halloween show. Like, but there, it, there was a at, very... least, at least it's good to be brave. Bad had better choreography. It was like funny. But it's but the, are you brave enough? Like there was the whole weird thing where Ursula came out and she was kind of cool, and all that sort of stuff happened. She's going, well, you know, you're going to be training to be villains or something like that. Are you brave enough? Okay, great. 
and then they launched into the the Oogie Boogie song, and you're like, okay, but Oogie Boogie is not here, so why are you doing mm-hmm. this? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I saw a tweet from someone. They should have done it where like Maleficent Donald was like, "Aha, I have my costume. I'm a villain." And then Ursula should have been like, "Aha, you can never be a villain. You're not brave enough." And then they could have done it like all of the villains come out and teach Maleficent Donald a skill, and by the end, he's brave enough and he's a villain. Like that would have been a cute story, but you know, yeah, some story. Anyway, back to Shanghai. I think as soon as you break the story, like I don't know, I was kind of fine with it until the the Oogie Boogie song. And it, but as soon as you've broken the story, like you are not invested anymore, and you're gone. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at least Princess Waltz had a story; it was really dumb too. But it was at least uh, you, you were kind of like told something. Yeah, mainly that the weird thing about the- doesn't remember anything. Again, oh Louis. Yeah, but the weird thing about the Halloween story was like. The the whole, the like the fact that the the Halloween season is one of the shortest seasons that Disney and Paris does, and the the way that two weeks in they were like let's change it all like, like I don't know if it may or it's, it wasn't terrible where it was like because like people were standing and watching it they maybe they weren't enjoying it as much but they weren't like not coming back like whenever I was there it was always pretty crowded because like it was the Halloween show so you were gonna sit and watch it do you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you want people to come and watch it because they love it, not because it's they're just doing the Halloween circus. Yeah, you know. And also, like you know, where we sometimes I can't remember if we talk about things on a group chat or on the show uh, because we have so many shows now. Uh, (laughs) There's nothing to do in Disneyland parks after the parade. And this and even like you, you yeah. have like a first, you have a first hole like between lunch and the parade, and then you have the parade, and then they have like a second hole after the parade, but, which is like people just in, like um, don't have anything to do. So for Halloween, everyone's going to watch that show because well, there's yeah. nothing else to do. That show, okay. So I was at the opening day. I did when we went back for Halloween week. I did not watch it at all, actually, which is really weird. But I went and watched it at night twice, and I thought it was better because the lighting was good oh yeah yeah but the show they did on the halloween sparrow that was much better yeah i didn't watch it <laughs> i didn't see i didn't see it either i was just at skull rock looking at the protections my my <laughs> halloween soiree was the parade that random dia de los muertos dance party on frontier that was great. oh that was fun that was fun, yeah. Then I did Pirate Academy twice in a row. Yeah. And then I went and joined that DJ um, in Discoveryland, which was really good. Yeah. And then Goofy was just going down. and Yeah. It was super off-brand. Which is, which is, you know, sometimes sometimes those Design Paris does off-brand and it's cringe, and sometimes they do off-brand and it's amazing. <laughs> this, is, this was one of these occasions when it's like, you're like, I know really this shouldn't be happening, but it's really fun. <laughs> Yeah. And how they feel, and how they—you know—the Americans are like the, oh, no. dance parties. <laughs> yeah, but they built the stage for this dance party, and they're like, "Okay, well, how do we fit oh. it during the day?" And the they did a really good job at that as well. Legendary, oh, legendary. <sighs> we love you, Lucky. Anyway, so um, Jeff, did you have a, a a book topic for us today, or what did you prepare? I did not prepare anything, but I can talk about Disney books. Okay. 
I'm reading this fab book. It's called Unlocking French. Oh, hi. <laughs> <Okay>. hi. <laughs> um, well, I feel like since the last time we talked, they uh, is that last week that just Paris released the Heritage book? Or was it before the... No, show? I think it was before then, but it's still a good thing to talk about, I think. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, back- a heritage book. There is a backstory to this heritage book. Is that um, they gave it to a printer who could not print it properly, and basically the uh, cover was peeling. And so on heritage days, they still gave it to people who did the tour because basically it was part of the you know the uh, like it was a prize package. Yeah, it was like a giveaway, a prize package. So they had to give them out. So I was lucky enough to win somehow. Like honestly, and. <laughs> And so I have one, but the cover is indeed peeling. And so they didn't give any to the inside ears or give the rest of the stock to anyone because basically after the second time you open it, like the sort of like plastic protective layer of it just falls off. It's kind of weird. They got their money back though, FYI. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now so they gave us What this... you're saying is it's a, it's a very typical Disneyland Paris story. Yes, it's like it's like <laughs> when they printed the... Uh, they printed the... Um, uh, the, the Hotel New York souvenir books, and they were supposed to be printed in about half the size that when they came in. So now I have. Oh my god, they are huge! Now I have this <laughs> giant square Hotel New York book, which is about like a third too big. It's great, but you know. Yeah. It's and probably then, the um, biggest coffee table book I have, but it's not even that big. It's not that yeah. many pages. Yeah, well, that was because, you know, they said the printer got it wrong, but I think someone didn't order the right size. Um, I don't know. Is is Chloe still listening? No, she's not. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that was before her time, actually. Um, and um, uh, in the 25th anniversary book, uh, there is someone sent that uh yesterday or today like one of the pages yesterday it was me yeah what what character is it there's like a character that's printed so they put they put russell and they put him over the works oh yes you can't actually read that section of the book yeah <laughs> great that's that one um i feel like there was something wrong with the original paris of the caribbean book uh, no i think they just they designed it with the intention of just giving it to cast members um, right, right. who worked on the attraction and they had some leftovers. So they sent it out to fans who then posted it online. And then the community is like, wait a minute, I would totally buy this. Yeah. And then if and I it made took them what, about a year and a half. Which brings us back around to the fact that they don't really quite know what people want to buy. <laughs> That's <true. laughs> Let's talk about merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> well, the book sold out, and they were like, "Oh, we should order some more then." And then yeah. they made the Phantom Manor book, which took two years to come. But you know, yeah, and then they did Phantom Manor. But um, I feel like you know, now that it's a attraction league's winner, they should do a big Thunder Mountain. Actually, I feel like they should do a Thunder Mesa book. I think that would be amazing. That would incorporate all the stories from like Fort Comstock, um, and you know, even the train station, Big Thunder, Phantom, the rivers, all this. Like, I feel like that would be a great book. And maybe a Discovery yeah, um, book. Sorry, that that um, newspaper when they reopened. So when they reopened Big Thunder Mountain, uh, they gave yeah. it a free newspaper. That was really that cool. Was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, I have that still. Was it David Gobo who made that? Or designed um, it? Was he involved in that? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. It was um, really good. It was a nice four-page thing as well. Like you can probably read this. Yeah, 
And then you have to like work out how you're going to carry that around the park for the rest of the day without getting it damaged. Uh, no, they gave it to you folded. Oh, handy. Yeah. Not like the Phantom Mana one where they just gave it to you as a flat sheet of paper and you're like, great, let's just figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> no, they gave the ones that uh, Big Thunder folded, but they only gave them out, I think, for about the first hour of operation. Yeah. And I, I remember um, Jonathan was giving them out. <laughs> I he was. Fo- he gave I me a photo of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ended up having a chat with him because he was dressed in like full cowboy yeah, gear as well. Yeah, cowboy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Good times. We really do have some dedicated cast members. It's a shame that the rest of them are not um, as dedicated. But anyway, Ooh, controversial. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. You know, I feel like um, resorts, like for example, Walt Disney World. I feel like everyone is sort of like formatted in sort of like this average good level of disney magic and uh but in paris i feel like we have amazing ones it's and because we have some people who really like think that it's just a job yeah Orlando is like that... not very populated so a lot of people will move there to work for disney world whereas paris can actually draw on the local workforce because there's like quite a lot of people in the jobs Right, and I often say that I think Paris has probably the best cast members, but also the worst. Yeah, that was my point. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It is it is what it is. But, you know, it, it's what's making the charm of our little resort. <laughs> you know, you get some great cast member... Yeah, I really great cast member that's down. You get some great cast member experiences... <laughs> And then, you know, your weekend is not complete until, like, exactly someone shredded at you being like, I don't know. <laughs> When's it, when's it going to be open? Oh. <laughs> or they lie to you and you know the answer and you ask them. Yeah. But, hey, it's okay. I feel like when it reopens, everyone's going to be in amazing spirits. So, um, best Ray, thing. we have our jobs again. Miriam says best guest <laughs> member like Raphael. <laughs> Who's listening? Wait, is yes, he listening? He? Oh, wait, he's not listening anymore. He was listening before. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, we love there's, that. There's a, load of, there's a load of great ones, but yeah. you know, he is one of the standouts for sure. Yeah. And our ambassadors and plenty of other cast members who are doing a great job. Um, but, you know, I think it's, uh, it's also, I feel like, a generational thing in terms of, like, places like Disneyland in California, obviously, the most... And also now Disney World have several generations of people who've worked at the parks and, you know, people who've grown up with parents who work there. And like, I feel like Disneyland Paris is just now starting to get there. 25, 26, 27 years where actually kids have grown up with parents who worked at the park and have learned to love the park and know what the park is like. Like Natasha Rafalski. Like Natasha Rafalski, who was staying at the Disneyland Hotel on April 12, 1992. Right? Is that the story? Think so. Yeah, because her mom was working for Disneyland Paris or something. Yeah. yeah, ticketing, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a cute little story. I wish that she would just like volunteer it more so we can learn more about her. Anyway, mm-hmm. I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> she's probably really busy like dealing with whatever is going on right now, but probably she's probably there on site still. Like, she probably is, yeah. Other pre- all the other presidents are like there, like with the security staff and that. Yeah. Well, we know we know Francesca is there because she posted today a photo of uh, her streets. She can see no, in her, her pool house and <laughs> <In> her pool. <laughs> I love her, Francesca. If you're listening, let's have cocktails one day. 
Um, right. oh. Come on the show. In, in the castle club. In the castle club, yeah. No. We're at a house by the pool in the summer. Uh, you can see Newport Bay and Bajura. <laughs> Anyways, we're drifting from the original topic. Books. Jeff, did you have any other books to talk about? <laughs> um, so... I mean, yeah, what kind of books are we all interested in? I don't know, because I saw Ben, you were reading some stuff at the weekend, or was that just for sure? Would you guys, do you guys read your Disney books? Because I have like a cute little library yeah. in a corner of my house, but I very rarely open them and actually read them. I feel like I should. Yeah, I'm reading, um, I'm reading my Mark Davis book. So uh, last week I bought the Mark Davis uh, Imagineering the Disney theme parks, which is this massive 80-pound monster of a book. Um. And it is probably the best Imagineering book that's not sort of generalist that I've ever read. So it's got, I think it's about 900 pages or something like that oh in two of these hardback books. It is heavy. Huh. But right. the way it's laid out is really, really cool. So what they've done is not, they haven't sort of written around the things. They've just looked for archival interviews. And every piece of concept art is basically given a quote by Mark Davis or Walt Disney or Marty Sklar, just somebody talking about this piece of art and the story behind the attraction. And it's really interesting. All right. Like if, if you're interested in Imagineering and especially the classics sort of Disneyland, Disney World Imagineering, um, you have to buy that book. It's really good. Hmm. All right. Especially whilst it's still in print. It's going to be super niche in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mark Davis, Imagineering the Disney theme parks. And um, next week, we'll be having a quiz about the book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got through it by then, I've just finished reading all the stuff about the 1964 World's Fair. Which oh, wow. oh, cool. is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it goes on uh, with that. It touches briefly on his life as an animator working on Bambi and Snow White, but it really uh, focuses on kind of the birth of Wed a little bit and sort of how that all happened and yeah. his relationship with Wall and then obviously Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Country Bear Jamboree, The Tiki Room, Jungle Cruise, like all of that stuff. It's all in there and really well documented. It really feels like simpler times, like to me, you know, all those times when they like created Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one and all that, like, like, I feel like they, there wasn't as much, you know, obviously there were budgets, but there wasn't as much like control and like various players, like who had to approve and create yeah, and all this. And that. I, feel like, like I feel like the Imagineers could, it was just easier for them to just go to, you know, obviously Walt or whoever was in charge of the park and just say, hey, we want to do this. And they were like, okay, sure. Maybe, maybe you have a rosy version of, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think you also had Walt who was, he's a storyteller, right? And he had, he makes a big point in everything you read about Walt saying, but you know, I've got these other guys that look after the business. I don't care so much about this. But he saw the park as a story and nothing was about, oh, how do I make a quick buck here? It's about, okay, well, I've got the story, I've got Main Street and I've got all these lands and they're telling stories. How does this attraction fit into that story? It's not, how do I get this IP in there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then it goes back to what we said last week about the whole fact that at the time, Walt didn't have that much IP. Whereas I suppose now Disney is a much more kind of 
story rich company and the fact that they have lots more kind of stories that they could tell and they kind of that Disney unfortunately are not in the business of kind of doing justice sometimes to whatever sure, they have. Sure, so, right. but I think you also had them doing really really interesting things where maybe nobody would bankroll it, but the the World's Fair was the perfect example where they came up with four attractions and they basically went, "Hey, I want to do this. Hey, you want to sponsor it? Okay, I'll sponsor it." And you get four attractions that basically Imagineering got to create, and they didn't actually pay for it. But do you think that maybe that now, like, because even I've, Ben, when Ben said that earlier about having like France Telecom and like Ford that sponsored Autopia and all these things when Disneyland Paris opened, do you think that like uh, companies have just kind of got burnt? Because I know that Disney, I don't know the figures, but I know it's expensive to sponsor like a, an attraction at Disney. Like it's not cheap. So do you think that like Disney have like priced themselves out of the market so that it's not I- like. Well, how do you measure the return on your buck because you pay all that money? Like, how do you actually know if that's going to turn into cars being sold? Well, I think the best way, I I don't know in Paris what the best sponsorship was, but there's there's a bunch of really interesting uh, past things where really weird and cool ideas are come through. So you look at Ratatouille, which is kind of dull. As you walk in, it just says, you know, presented by Crédit Mutuel. But there were some really interesting things, like the railroad was once upon a time sponsored by McDonald's, and you'd sit there, and the first thing you would hear was, our friends at McDonald's welcome you on board. Like That was on every right. spiel, every station. Can you imagine how outraged like fans would be these days if like McDonald's was trying to sponsor the railroad game? <laughs> I still have the audio from this, by the way. It's the one that I listen to every so often. It's really cool. People aren't even happy to see that. that McDonald's is still being rebuilt at Walt Disney World. Yeah. But also there's some interesting other things. So Renault did some really cool stuff in the early days of Euro Disney. Uh, there was a show, I think it was in 93 or 94, one of those, where every single day on the castle stage, they would just give away a car to a random guest. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. a thing. I mean, they still, um, have, they, also they still have randomly, they have some like Renault kind of shows up sometimes or like special events or opening of things. Yeah. Like... So, I think my favorite one for Renault was um, Space Mountain. They got the Renault Espace as a sponsor, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, maybe your money, maybe the like the book, like even building attractions and whatever in the past, maybe the, like your book went a lot further than it does today. Because when you think of all the like extra costs that they, the, the, the Walt Disney company's pricing model like Walt Disney Imagineering and all that like yeah. who even understands how it works because they just like oh it's like a nightmare if you if you look back in Paris I okay you're looking back nearly 20 odd years now but they did um for Space Mountain they went huge on that advertising campaign like, you know, was you had that because McDonald's of- toys <laughs> Renault everything like, everything came together in one place just well, wasn't that celebrate. because they were like so afraid that the park was about to go bust and that there was like the last because sure, yeah. I remember watching a documentary about the whole fact that like Michael Eisner was there on one of the nights and he was like oh it's like all or nothing and it's kind of like you know that, that was I'm kind of glad the one thing I'm glad about today because I know we don't get the best attractions like any like we they're not investing in us the way that they could invest 
in us that we would like to as fans. But I think the one good thing about the whole takeover by the Walt Disney Company is that at least we know we're stable enough and that the whole threat of closure is probably gone now forever or for like our lifetimes at least. So like it's yeah. kind of it's kind of nice to know that at least we're we're not getting all the cool things that we'd like, but at least it's kind of gonna be there. I think mm-hmm. the um, I think the, the attitude to like how the green light attractions are different now. So I think these days, obviously, like how much return I think they're going to get off of it is a much bigger factor than like I think Walt just was just like, oh, that's a great idea, let's do it. Yeah. He didn't really think Books, about the whole like how much money are we going to make out of it later. I think that that's definitely a big factor exactly in the like, equation now. There's always the yeah. classic tale of him waiting for Roy to go on business somewhere, and then they started like um, they does they broke ground on Matterhorn. No, Roy he sent him like, to the Matterhorn. He sent him skiing to the Matterhorn, and when he came back, there was just the Matterhorn sitting in Disneyland. <laughs> like I did this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Chapek could do that. The books about uh, this era of Imagineering are not going to be nearly as interesting as the previous eras, just because the previous eras are just so crazy but brilliant. <laughs> it's a shame we don't really have that many famous Imagineers from this era, as per se. Yeah, we do. We have, so we have some really good ones at the moment. I mean, they're on the road to retirement. So you've got Kevin Rafferty, who's really good. Joe Rode. Uh, yeah. Joe Rody, yeah, Tony Baxter, who's just retired. Um, yeah, but like, I don't care. He's like nineteen, you know. <laughs> not that old. He's about seventy-eight. No, no, like he's like he, his his peak at Disney was in the nineties. Yeah, I don't mean he's nineteen. In my head, uh, the nineties was like ten years ago. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, Tony. I, was I wouldn't say his peak was in the 90s because in the 70s he did Big Thunder Mountain yeah and then he do Splash Mountain Star Tours yeah, ladies, yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones Adventure of course in the uh, 90s as well <laughs> I, I actually think that um, if if they support we them properly that Scott Trowbridge could do something pretty cool yeah like Alex Edge is amazing but I think yeah, it was hamstrung a bit impressive though. Yeah. yeah, do you I think Stats kind of killed off any kind of future like confidence that they'll have in them? No, because I think as a land, it's really, really successful and it's fantastic. I think he's got oh a good career God, ahead guys. of him. Sorry if I interrupt this. I'm reading through the latest copy of the Classroom magazine, and it has the top four <laughs> Disneyland Paris Instagram walls as a feature. <laughs> Oh boy. What are they? Um, ha, the pink wall, which I have no idea where it is. Oh no, it's Small World, but they call it Pink Wall. The Halo Wall at Hollywood Tower Hotel. The Galactic Wall at Star Tours. And they call it the Arlequin Wall, which is, again, by Small World. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, back to the current crop of Imagineers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think Scott Trowbridge is going to be lined up for some really good projects in the future. I mean, it's Harry Potter, right? So he's obviously really amazing. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. done some pretty cool stuff. I mean, in Galaxy's Edge is amazing. I think it's cool. just yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Galaxy's Edge is missing its, it's just it's missing its kinetic energy. Yeah, it's just when you I walk was, around Galaxy's Edge and you see like all the really cool. Like even as far as the automatic doors are one hundred percent in theme, 
It's just amazing. I think it's just because we're I was really surprised have, about... Yeah. No, Patrick, you go, sorry. Sorry, no, go on ahead, David, go on. I was just going to say, I think Galaxy's Edge is um, only disappointing because of what they promised it would be. Yeah. If they hadn't said the expectation, it'd have been a lot different. That's what I was saying, the expectation that it'd be like actors inside ogres, like, and the whole, you know... Droids everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really surprised about going to Galaxy's Edge because I was like, I was really, really, like, following all of it. And I was like so excited and it looked great. And I was watching all the vlogs. And I'm not a Star Wars person whatsoever. But I was like, oh my God, it looks really cool. And I was kind of more interested in it for the for the whole kind of imagineering aspect and not so much yeah. the Star Wars aspect. But that's fine because I was like, okay, like I don't hate Star Wars. I'll go on and see what it is. I was kind of really surprised, like the exact same things you just had to say. I went and it was, it was cool, but I thought it was going to be like a game changer type I was gonna to want to spend all my time on that too, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I like I was happy to kind of walk in, walk out, and I, I, I don't know, it was just it was it was weird because it's not a bad land; it's a great land. It just feels like it is missing something, and you're kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, what it is. Uh, for me, one thing I really love about Galaxy's Edge, and this is gonna show how really geeky I am, um, the transition from both Frontierland and Critter Country into Batu is expertly yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, wait till yeah. you wait till you walk from uh, Galaxy's Edge to Toy Story Land in September. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that hyped for that one. <laughs> oh, look, it's Buzz. I can see him from here. Oh, I can see Slinky from the Smuggler's Run queue. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an alien planet. What planet is this? It's an alien planet oh, in Andy's back garden. Um, but I think in Disneyland it's handled really well. Even you know you're in the Smuggler's Run queue, and yes, you can see uh, Big Thunder Mountain, but it looks like it just belongs. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, really clever the way they did it. It's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Jeff, I now have your song. So should we go to another break before we take Yay. questions? Let's do it. Tell us about your song. This is just a bit of mainstream USA because everyone needs that bit of optimism. That is true. It's called Kansas City. Right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're it's gonna from, play. It's actually from it's a ragtime version. Um this, the song's actually from the musical Oklahoma, by the way. Oh, right. So it's a ragtime version. All right. Well we're gonna play Kansas City from Main Street USA and we'll be back in two minutes with your questions and topics.
and I forgot what Main Street sounds like. <laughs> and then in, in Frozen Land, they're going to have that as well. Which I'm quite excited for personally, but I don't think it's the same. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's lying to you. He uh, wasn't actually talking. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, it was nice to hear a little bit of Main Streets. <laughs> it's like, you know, that, yeah. that music after a while when you're on Main Street, like on a normal day, on a normal year, you're like, okay, I don't know if I can deal with this music anymore. But now now that, you know, we don't have it anymore, um, I miss it. I can always deal with Main Street music. Like, I don't know, for me, it's that's the sound. When I hear Main Street music, I'm like, okay, I'm here. This is good. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then at Christmas they have these like bells, and uh, you know, and for Halloween they have the screaming people. Which <laughs> it's always too loud. I know. Yeah, that's when you see the price of a menu one in Market Street Deli. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> or the queues to get in into Market Street Deli or you're like, okay. Okay, so questions. We have, plenty, we have plenty of questions to get through, so let's try not to get, you know, spend the night. Uh, so Disney Illuminations. Yeah. No. We've Merchandising. Enough. Yeah. It's cues. So we have I mean, a like, question. This, this, we don't even normally have a segment, This like another segment, so like we're going on record timing today. I know, yeah. Um, so uh, a question from uh, Yoli. Uh, she says... Should the Princess Pavilion be improved? And if so, how? So this is a question for me, that one. Yes. Yes. I, you can answer in yes. detail. Well, there's, there's different options, right? I mean, clearly, the Princess Pavilion is one of, one of the most popular offering in the park. And it's, like, scarily under capacity. And now, you know, now with what's happening right now, like, who's going to want to go in that hallway to queue for hours, like, stuck in there? Um I think the the location is wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough one. I feel like the location of the pavilion right now should just be the entrance, and then you should go under the railway track in a big, long hallway once you've gone to the queue, and then you meet princesses in the show building mm-hmm. in the back that has room, that feels regal, and, mm-hmm. you know, room to breathe, and good working conditions for the princesses, for their handlers, for the guests, for everyone, and have, obviously several room at the same time so you can meet several princesses you can go from one to another i feel like in disney world is it world land you can get two couples right disney world two disneyland three yeah so yeah. like i feel like you queue all these hours and you meet one princess and it lasts five minutes and you're out it's not really good value for queuing um other than, you know, just extending it on backstage, uh, where, and you know... the queue I, isn't pleasant either. No. It's horrible. It's horrible. What is the queue like? I've never actually been in the queue. Oh, Elliot, just a humble like, brag. Like, no, <laughs> it's it's, it's just like, like a really small corridor that goes out and back. It's really cramped and not particularly nice. It's like half a snail well, that just goes around. <laughs> If we put the like famous DLP kind of quick fix, to the the quick fix is like really quick and a lot cheaper than building on. Is like remember when it, when the pavilion is closed and they flood the park for princesses, and like the princess because there's so many out, there's not really that much of a wait time to meet them. So you can kind of blitz around, and then the time that you would spend meeting one princess in the pavilion, you, you could probably yeah, push me too. So like I don't know. I feel like the whole thing is like they. 
they there's the, the whole thing about DLP is that they can do more, but they just don't want to or don't think that they can. And like the fact that they've cut so much over the years and that this is the new normal concerning budgets and whatever. Because like when you look at the the the, the I, I saw somebody posted on Twitter a couple of months ago and I was kind of fangirling over the the, the pro- program from like 1992 or 1993. There was like so much going on. Like all like every time of the day there was something going on. And now in Disneyland Paris it's like things kick up at about half eleven and they finish after the parade and then that's kind of really it. Do you know what I mean? So like, but do you feel like people put are more... much more intense now? I feel like, you know, people just, like, rush to those poor princesses and it's just, like, become unmanageable because, like, but everyone problem... wants to meet a princess. Whether maybe, like, in 92, people were more casual about visiting the parks. But, but, but the problem is, is that the, this whole people rushing characters is only ever going to go away when car- when guests can meet characters really frequently and quite easily. So it's not something that they can change overnight, but or if they kind of flood or like up the anti concerning characters, like over time, it will kind of like the the excitement will kind of drop down. But the problem is, I think in Paris, compared to lots of other parks, like characters are kind of like 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 still quite rare. So like guests are kind of really keen to meet characters. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like at some point I had an idea, and you guys are probably going to scream because you know. Uh, but you know, Toad Hall, it, it's never open, nope. Nope. and they could like turn you know the little kiosk in the middle of Fantasyland back into a food location to have more snacks there, and then Toad Hall could become like a cute little royal pavilion if you change the entrance a bit. It looks kind of like the British area of Fantasyland. So then you break the whole story of Fantasyland, and then it all goes to crap. And then yeah, you know. I mean, and I feel like behind Toad Hall, there's enough room there to to build like a. a a good show building. No, I genuinely think the best option would be having the current pavilion at the entrance and then having the tunnels, the queue, and then having a show building behind the railroad. I genuinely yeah. think that would be the best option. Because you can fit it between be, uh, yeah. Mid Mickey and, and um, no, not Mid Mickey, uh, like behind uh, the old mill, like on the other side of the railroad between Comte de and and Small World. I feel like there's there's got to be room there, even if you just make it really long. Can like, I just don't um... <laughs> Viv said there's no space behind Toad Hall. Okay, fine. Fine. Um, yeah, what's no. behind Toad Hall, Viv? Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> right, but if you go to the right... I don't know. Anyway. Um, uh, Pirates and Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to go on like a ta- to go on like a tangent, I I because we do you know the way we can't meet Tink in Paris, and I remember reading oh because she needs Pixie Hollow and you have to have Pixie Hollow and you have to have Pixie Hollow, and I when I, I went to California world. last year, well when I went when I went to California last year I was like oh my god Tink has no way I'm gonna go to Pixie Hollow I'm gonna meet her, and when I saw what they were calling Pixie Hollow in Disneyland I was like. <laughs> I think he literally taken the absolute proverbial, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why, like, that is like the easiest thing for them to set up, and they just don't. Do. And I'm like, sure, yeah, that's so well. we're saying, we're saying about, oh, like, uh, they could build a tunnel and all that, but they won't even build a place to meet one of the more, 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 no, the more popular characters. Because- it's because there has to be a tunnel on the ground for Tink to go to because you can't be seen walking through the park. Yeah, but up uh, uh, beside Comte de uh, behind um, Queen of Hearts, the the maze. Yeah. There's like a whole area there that they could that connects directly to backstage. 
I feel like, you know, so that, our, the Imagineers, obviously, who designed Disneyland Park are amazing, and they did a great job, especially with Fantasyland. But there is one thing, fans. right? There is one thing that it forgot is how to shuffle characters around the park. Because, obviously, we I don't have utility doors. Those days, the idea of characters wasn't photo locations. It was just, like, them strolling around the park on free sets. Yeah, so they would just, like, come out of the gates and just walk around and take photos with guests. Yeah. But now if you do that, then you have a giant angry mob following them with, like, you know, mm-hmm. moms throwing their, their kids at them. But that was the way right up until about, I don't know, two, well, you know, more than two, maybe four or five years ago. Pretty much every meet and greet was a scrum. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But they're doing better on that one. So, so hopefully, That's you good. know, Princess Pavilion one day gets fixed, and hopefully it does not involve removing any attraction. So that would be nice. That would be nice. Um, because I did actually get quite far on the whole Snow White project. Like they they mapped it out backstage and had people like pretend to be guests and like photo pass and everything. Like they got pretty serious about that as a as a like study. Glad I didn't do it. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, so Brad has tons of questions, so we're going to go through all of them, I guess. Um, what is the future? Well, this one is really wide, and I think we've talked about it last week. What is the future of Disneyland Park, and what does it need once we're done fixing studios? So my, mm. my answer would be still, you know, the back of Adventureland needs to be fixed. Um, the one attraction. But I feel like a lot of people say that Fantasyland could use that one attraction at the entrance. You know when you all wait for Parade... Yeah, like, on, on the, the right, right on the right hand yeah. side, like this hill is supposed to be an attraction, and also behind Fantasia, Fantasia Gelati, there's also room there. I think maybe not, maybe not for like a full big giant attraction actually. Because... It was meant to be a, like a small show. Yeah, I, I think like um, where, where you know Cheshire Park Cat needs means. an e-ticket now. Yeah, and I feel like the the big the big problem with Disney on Park is like it, you feel like it does need an e-ticket because there's only so much you can do with seasons and shows, which are like they've done some really good seasons and some really good shows, but like there's only so far you can take that concept. Right. Yeah, okay. I think the lack of investment Agreed. in that park is becoming pretty evident now. Yeah, they're relying on entertainment, and it it works for some. Some things but, like you know Jungle Book Jive, and they have some amazing shows and all, but I mean this can't go on forever. But like, they've relied on entertainment to fill the entire resort for. I mean, the last attraction was 2014 now, so six years. Yeah. If you th- if you think when was the last time they built a new like structure in Disneyland <laughs> Park for a ride, they've repurposed buildings. Yeah, like buzz and twenty five years. Yeah, yeah it's, like, also, it's ridiculous. There's also a pad um, between, you know, behind uh, Plaza Gardens in Discoveryland. That big hill is also an attraction pad yeah. there. Um, and there's also room d- behind Space Mountain. You could have, you know, where the railroad is. You could have a whole attraction there. We'll go into the railroad. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and, 25 know, years about major investment in Disneyland Park. I'm not counting Buzz Lightyear in that. That's um, significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I there mean, must be a record I'm... for the longest time in a Disney park to that attraction. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, sad. I think the sad thing, the sad thing as well is like, I don't feel like I've, this is just my opinion, but I I don't feel like it's coming down the track. 
I feel like yeah. at the minute it's the same as story as usual. It's all going next door, and you'll just be, be at least twenty twenty five something like that before it's like. And even then, I think they'll go for more studios. You know, they've said yeah. that you yeah. can't expand Disneyland parks until they fix backstage because apparently backstage is a mess and they don't have the right support back there. I agree. No, but like that should be that should be like a, a personally that should be a priority, even if it's just so that casts can have correct working conditions. Well, they that built like sense. a whole Would brand I new building. Though. They just opened a brand new building this year or last year. Yeah, but the APC but, but does but apparently if if more stuff needs to be fixed, then that should be a priority, even if it's just for the cast. Like the, the dramatic the difference between that new APC building and everything else that I saw was shocking. Like, but they in, have to, in they terms have to of do like something. Quality, and, yeah, like it's not a pleasant place to be. The new one, but they have to do the, the new one's amazing. Yeah. Maybe a bit dysfunctional, but like the, everything old is so old. It's like it hasn't been touched since nineteen ninety two. But they have to do something, and they have to start doing that work. If, they, if it has to be done before they build a new attraction, then that really has to start pretty soon, because Disneyland Park does need a new attraction eventually. Yeah. But right now, the focus, obviously, is on studios, because they're building new lands. So the money's going do you to think? Do you think in 10 years, in 2030, if people are like look, listening back to this, to this podcast, do you think they'll be like, oh, the, the Disney Park still doesn't have an interaction? Maybe. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I think it's very likely. Maybe. I think soon, the... I think we're going to be so happy with Frozen and stuff like that, but we're still, we're still going to have to sit there and say, right, we've got an empty circle here with one land. It needs more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we yeah. don't know if Star Wars is cancelled or replaced, but hopefully there'll be something there. Um, but still, even two is going to still look a bit desolate, you know. Yeah. Um, but the resort as a whole needs modernizing as well. Yeah, but the problem is that you know we're coming out of all those years of neglect because of the financial situation and the banks and the shareholders and just the the setup that was the setup that they did originally was going to be an amazing setup if the park was hugely successful like Tokyo and sadly it was just mildly successful or just okay and so the setup that they chose ended up obviously not working and now we're just trying to repair but it's going to take time Uh, second question from Brad could DVC be sustainable for DLP I thought thought yes I thought yes at first but then I feel like it wouldn't really make sense for everyone in Europe to invest in DVC because there would only be one location. Yeah. No, I don't even think that's how most Europeans... I know some people do do DVC, like American DVC, but I, I don't think timeshares is like a... It's like, I, don't, I feel like Europeans in general aren't really down with going to the same place every year oh, yeah. for like a specific stretch of time. If that makes yeah, sense. But then that's not tried it, didn't they, with the timeshare mob, and that hasn't gone amazingly well. Yeah. Well, there was, a, there, was a, there was a plan at some point, when well, a plan, they, they had looked into building a Disneyland hotel wing where the DVC Disneyland hotel parking lot is right now, 
mm-hmm. sort of like behind Space Mountain there. Um, but yeah, it's just like. Um, I could see something like that happening a small scale, a few DVC apartments to have the option better for American DVC customers. But I definitely couldn't yeah. imagine a DVC resort being built or every hotel getting a DVC wing. Oh, I don't no. think. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think the market for might be a cultural I, thing. I, I really don't think it's likely. Um, and last question from Brad. What is or was the most bizarre and Disney thing that DLP um, uh, does or has done and has it been fixed? He says that his is Adam <laughs> his is Adam's song being played in the queue for Rock and Roller Coaster given the theme of the song. <laughs> it's not very Disney-like. Um, well, I have two. <laughs> uh, I have one that's kind of like a thing that I noticed once that's just weird and funny and probably shouldn't have happened. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> so I was once oh. going through Disney Village and they were playing a Trump song. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was just saying, make America great again. And it was very weird. But then my other proper bigger answer is um, the Terrific Nights were horrifically off-brand but brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like I was leaving once after Disney Dreams, and you know when you're walking past uh, the Walt Disney Studios and they're playing the really kind of classic Hollywood music, they were just playing chainsaws and people screaming, and that oh, was wow. what you were coming out of Dreams to. <laughs> oh my god! Viv said the music in studios is from Harry Potter and Titanic. That's true, right? Like, I, I mean, yeah. did this thing open in 2002? Like, they had enough, uh, you know, music when from you, Disney films. When you listen to Mickey Avenue, the the soundtrack that they play and put on Mickey Avenue, overnight if they swapped out the Mickey Avenue soundtrack for the Walt Disney Studios soundtrack, it would automatically, in my opinion, be one hundred percent a massive it's improvement. The same soundtrack they use in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I quite like the classic Hollywood stuff. Like, I don't mind that it's not Disney. Like, like when they play oh, Life is Beautiful, I'm like, yikes! It's just weird, though. It's weird, yeah, it is. but I quite like that it's paying homage to cinema. Will they always keep that though, or I kind of hope one day when I the studios, right? Because the yeah, theme I is hope... cinema, so you know, I guess cinema is cinema, no matter who makes the movie. I really, but it's hope not the really that anymore, they do like a whole rededication, of everything, and like sort of do it as a big deal. Um, next question is about games. What kind of game inspired by the Disney universe would you like to see released? I like Connected to Land Adventures already. I'd like that with better games in it because the actual yeah. games in it are a bit rubbish because they're Connect made yeah. games. Um, that with and one you could actually ride the rides like virtually. Yeah. Ah. So I'm gonna go back to um, 2005 in Disneyland's 50th, and they launched something called Virtual Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, and it was really good it was very underratedly good and one day um, it just like, so, sat down even though it was popular yeah so what they had was they had these like virtual Disneyland and you walk through Disneyland and you could buy stuff in the shop and you could decorate your own sort of land type thing um, but if you went to some of the rides like you went to the castle and there was a uh, firework type show and you were like matching all the symbols and making the fireworks happen 
and you went to Pirates of the Caribbean and you could start like battling against people for real and like trying to win your pirate fight. It was really, really fun. Was there ever like a theme park, you know, operational type of game, like Disney themed? Not officially. That would have been cool. Um, and this was a question by Eduardo, by the way. I forgot to say. Good um, question. Yeah. Different themes. Uh, a next question from Leota Boy uh, says, what do you think about the future of the Tower of Terror when Avenger Campus will be open? Um, Ooh, this so I don't know if he means I don't know if he means like in terms of theme because in terms of theme it's just going to stay Tower Terror, isn't it? Um, yeah. But it will be interesting to see like if we can see it. I mean, the Spider-Man attraction is pretty high, and I think there won't be many high vantage points in the land. So do we discuss? Do we discuss TD or not? Do we discuss TD? Acronym. TD. TD. 3D? TD. I put it in the chat. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, well, TD. Well, I don't want to get in yeah, trouble. Uh, well, I don't know if we can say the name. Oh. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, so all the theaters... Oh, okay, all the theaters of the Walt Disney Studios, the plan is to sort of unify them in one big... Um, Hollywood style. ...neighborhood uh, where you'll have, like, studio theater and you know uh club club studio d and animagic and automation mm -hmm. all that will become sort of like one big avenue of theaters like in like you could find on broadway or in la or in london west end um and so tower of terror i guess would fit in that sort of um from the art we've seen it's sort of very hollywood so that's why i don't see it going to mission breakout because I think they want that area to be sort of more of a neutral area, like a Main Street type thing with all the theatres. Yeah. I, I think that will happen now because of Corona. I think that's the idea, to just keep that whole area as sort of like a, like a theatre, like a Hollywood. Like a Main Street with theatres, yeah. Yeah. So. It'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe. Um... I had a question from Steph. Hold on. Oh, it's about which. Steph just like text me, text me that. Um, oh, uh, so Steph wanted us to um, um, talk to. <laughs> it's an elimination question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how long we could go without mentioning that one. <laughs> she wanted to know. Um, she wanted us to rate the best nighttime shows in order from any park. Oh my god. <laughs> we could be here for hours. <laughs> what, the is, current one, what is the, the best current there. nighttime show that is currently running? Are we counting Phantasmic Fanta in Tokyo? Disneyland Phantasmic, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I love Phantasmic. Yeah. Which is well, funny because it's, the one, it's the one that's built like on the, on the least you know, customized... Uh, like sort of like setting for a nighttime show. I mean, right. the rivers were just not designed to do this, and yet they managed to. <laughs> I mean, it hurts when you sit and watch it, but you know who cares? Cause it's so good. Yeah, show parades. Any, I guess. Um, it's tough. It's tough for parades because I love the main trick electoral parade. It's cute, but then it'll paint the night really like love it. blew me away, and I was like, ah. 
Um, I I thought Fantalusion was really good as well. But I like that. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, someone asked me on Twitter, like, what happened to it? And it just sort of, like, disappeared in 2012, and they just never ran it again, and then they just went to storage somewhere and got destroyed. No, it turned into all the seasonal floats that we now have. Well, some of them, but not all, all of them. them. But, I mean, yeah, those floats... Yeah, by now. Do we, think it, like, do, we, do we think that Disney on Paris has just done what nighttime parades for, like, ever now? No. I don't, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No, I think I, so. Yeah, um, it was too much of a logistical nightmare in the summer to run Fantalusion and then Dreams because by the time it got dark enough, it was literally like just 11. And then they had literally like to run this both things within an hour and it was a guest flow nightmare. I feel like, it honestly, wasn't that bad, actually. I feel like well, nighttime shows have gone through a circle and, you know, we used to have parades and then, like, nighttime spectacular with the projection and the fireworks, like, became the thing in 2012 when, when Paris started. Yeah, I and think, then, but I don't... But I feel like I now it's it not as special. Bad, right? Like, you know, the like the City Hall in Paris has wonderful projection show. Like, Notre Dame has wonderful projection shows. And, like, I feel like now people kind of are kind of ready to go back to more like uh, traditional Disney shows. Disney exclusive, yeah. Yeah, like, cause who can who can push out a nighttime parade? No one but Disney, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you just... Well, I think, like, you, you, the way they did it was actually fine. I, I never noticed any guest flow problems. When you watch the parade go by, then you stepped into the street, and you stood and turned the castle. And then it, they did a show, and then that was it. Bye-bye. Yeah. Um... Ash, and they had sent, no money. Ash sent his whole rating, who apparently he had really ready in his, in his mind because it came really quick. Um, he says, the best was Dreams, and then Happily Ever After, World yeah. of Color, Phantasmic, Paint the Night, Fancy Illusion, Illumination, and then Main Street Electrical Parade. Ash does not like Main Street Electrical Parade. I, I agree with you, oh. Ash. <laughs> what? Well, I'm afraid you're both wrong. The whole Illumination <laughs> on this Come on. Well, you know, um, celebrate Tokyo Disneyland be, was I will fun be at well. Disneyland for the 50th like anniversary of the Main Street Electrical Parade that's coming up. But I like Disneyland Forever. Oh, Disneyland Forever was nice, yeah. I feel yeah. like the whole 60th celebration was just really lovely, just the way they did it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't I, like well, the apparently, most grand, didn't, apparently but... didn't actually do that well, like in terms of increasing guests. Yeah. Well, you know, um, locals I'd, in California I'd like to are chuck in, so used to it. I'd like to throw in the first fireworks show I saw at Disneyland Paris, which was um, Tinkerbell's Fantasy in the Sky, I think it was called. The first that fireworks really show I ever saw was the Enchanted Fireworks. They were fun. They were fun. Hmm. I don't even and, know. Like, didn't Tinkerbell like, kind of like poop pixie dust before the show started? What was playing in 1995? Because that was my first visit. I, I think know. it was Fantasia in the sky. Oh. There you go. Then that's probably what I saw. <laughs> um, well, uh, so then um, I'm looking for more questions. Hold on, I'm looking at I the like wrong tweets. <laughs> I think I think Jack is the only last question that we have, and you know what Jack's question is? <laughs> He's going to start the amazing debate. Uh, but we answered it already. We also we already answered it. Wait, I, let me check that. There's no other questions. Um, yeah, I think this is it. Uh, 
So Jack wants to know Mission Breakout versus Tower of Terror at Walt Disney Studio. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> so We're already not going to have fun. I mean, I suppose if they're so much effort into this whole new kind of kind of pulling the theme together, I would be okay with keeping the the um, the kind of Tower Tower Tower. But at the end of the day, like even with the updates that they have done recently and that's obviously a sign that they want to keep it sticking around even with the updates it's still not a patch on Mission, no, Mission Breakout that's amazing but I think Mission what they Breakout's want the great. Marvel Lands to be sort of change from when they made Mission Breakout to now so they're kind of awkwardly stuck with Mission Breakout um, yeah that's kind of awkward which is a great yeah. attraction but I don't think it fits into their new Marvel strategy of having the campuses the problem I feel like in Paris is that you just get out of Studio One and Tower Terror is like in your face. And the problem is that exactly. Walt Disney Studio Park is not Marvel. Walt Disney Studio Park is going to be more than Marvel. And so if you just. When look... Marvel is finished, I think Tower Terror will actually feel quite secluded from the land. I think because so. Because I don't think. Yeah. yeah. But you still have the biggest problem with Tower Terror is it's still slapped in the middle of the park. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, these were mistakes that were made years ago when. And... 12 years ago to be excess and <laughs> and um, <laughs> and now you can't just move a building you know i mean what are they going to destroy it no so we just have to no, deal with it but it's really sad that someone made that decision like what 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 poor what lack of vision for the future to just stuck it there tower terror is like a weenie at the end of the lands not something you put in the face when you come in i don't know why how they for, for all of the, for all of the failings of Walt Disney Studios in 2002 like okay yes they put the tram tour entrance right opposite studio one but you know it was hiding this big expansion pad like they didn't block anything that was going to ruin the future plans yeah and it was just yeah. like a little station i mean it was gone in a week remember when we like followed the demolition yeah. that, that thing not even a week it was like three days it was gone <laughs> um yeah jeff said it'd be around for months and i was like nope it's gonna be gone yeah um, Ash actually remembered his question, and he said, uh, "Do you think they will try doing the Princess Run weekend again next year, or is it dead and buried because apparently it wasn't selling very well?" I think it's dead and buried. Oh, I, I think it's know. gone. I think, yeah. Yeah. What if they oh, just was... What if they just do the next like uh, the Run Disney weekend twenty twenty one theme to princesses, sort of like reuse the well, theme? They did that last year. Yeah, they've already done it. Oh, they yeah. And was it not like a sense? A lot of the customers for this, um, the Run Disney, are the Americans getting their castle to Chateau. So if you don't offer them the opportunity to do it in May, I think you're missing out on a lot of your customer base. Yeah. And also, of, we all sort of know that that September weekend is when DLP gets in loads of Americans. And also, you're not going to come from when, the US just for like uh, 8K or 9K or whatever that was. Exactly. Because they're all they like, they're, they're collectors. The audience, so they're but the audience I thought they were going for for the Princess one was kind of more kind of like closer to DLP and they weren't really yeah. going for the American audience as much. I was just wondering what, what was the appetite for that kind of a run in Paris in May? Because you've got a lot of the European runs take place March, April, May. I think the idea was that the the one in September always sells out, so they thought there must be a, enough audience for another one. Yeah. And you can't really do it in January, February because it's freezing. Can't do it in December because it's freezing. Like can't do it in the summer because it's too close to September. 
So I think May was yeah, the only I, choice they sort of had. Sure, but I don't think they I, did their market research and looked and went, well, you know, the London Marathon is there, there and the Paris Marathon people. is there. Because they, they made it very a choice to do a 5 and 7K. Viv says they might as well do it next year because they've ordered the shirts and the medals and stuff. True. They yeah, probably received all of them. They have to mm. scribble out the zero and write a one. Oh, that's right. It's, <laughs> it says twenty. It says twenty twenty on him. Yeah, you can't yeah. use them. Coming, coming the to Jessica. Are, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, what are they going to do with all of them? I feel like it, they should reimburse your money and still like offer you to pick up a medal. Send you the medal. Yeah. No, but like looking, looking at all my medals here. There's oh wait, the genie one has twenty ninety. Oh yeah, they do have all the dates on them. Oops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have dates on them. Well, what if they made it a virtual run? That might have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of vision. Ash says that the Americans on the Facebook group said they would come if it was a half marathon Princess Weekend, but they don't see the point. Exactly. They just just want to collect their castle to Chateau. Yeah. Yeah, that was such an odd choice to just do an 8K. I guess they wanted to make it family friendly and everything, but I don't know if there's really a market for that. It's it's a lot of hassle for them because it has to be organized with the Valgerup, the prefecture, etc., closing Uh, the roads. So, like. I think I'll say, like, as as a runner, in inverted commas, I didn't really want to go and do the weekend if there was no half either. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't enough of a distance to pay all that money to go over and do it. It was a cute it's event, a but I think there wasn't. It wasn't like there was enough appetite. They did, you know, they and tried, I, I, and now they didn't have to run it. So there you go. <laughs> I was actually quite scared for what the offering was going to be as well, because when they when you say princesses, you kind of want Lumiere, you want Chip, you want Flounder, you hmm. want Sebastian. So of course, Run Disney should be rare characters, ideally. But then the princess. We also have the big controversy of the princess 10k of this year's. Half weekend being literally just the princesses alone. Didn't we say? And didn't we say like last year as well that putting a princess run the year after doing a princess ten k was number one Rest choice, especially oh, a yeah. princess ten k that did not actually get very good reviews. Yeah. 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 Weird, weird decisions. But hey, now you know. Now they can use the get out of jail free card. So. Here we are. And never have to do it again. Well, it's not uh, quite free. It's still expensive. They had to do a, basically all of the work. It's a really short-term cancellation. Yeah, yeah that's true. So but, it's it's know. quite an expensive... Um, but they didn't have to mistake. invite the princesses and, and do the actual logistics of it. So, but yeah. Um, all right, guys. That's the end of the questions. And I guess that's the end of our show for this week. It's been a... It's been a it's been a good, uh, how long has it been? Two hours? A couple of hours, yeah. Two and a half yeah, hours? Just... Oh, Jesus. But has it? No. We're getting longer and longer every week. No, no, it's been two hours. It's been two and a half. Yeah, it's been longer, yeah. Uh, well, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, I will not lose the file again this week, so it will become a podcast on a podcast feed. Um, and the last song uh, today is chosen by David. David, tell us about your song. It's appropriate, actually, for the end of the show. Yeah, it's quite a good one. So if you ever went to Epcot when Illuminations used to be on, then you'll recognise the songs. It's a song that they play when you're leaving the park. And it's called Promise. It's a beautiful song, and I thought it was kind of appropriate because it's all about, like, hope and stuff. It's probably quite a nice song for right now. So, yeah. Very nice.
Thank you, everyone, for being on the show. Thank you, Patrick, for the quiz, Jeff, Elliot, David, and uh, everyone who listened. And uh, I guess we can say that we'll be back next week, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you guys have plans or to be out somewhere. No, 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 no me neither. <laughs> All right. Stay safe, everyone. Don't, hope you don't get too bored. We'll try to entertain you, as usual, every day of the week, as much as we can. And... Uh, Yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
time.